The dogs didn't eat, but I thought you said don't, since they're not eating breakfast, to not give it to them. Right? Didn't you say that this morning, last night? That they're past that? Really? Should I play the intro or should we just listen to Paul? No, no, let it? this go, man. We'll be with you, folks. Just enjoy, enjoy Paul. Enjoy this. This is what we've been listening to for the last 10 minutes. Okay, great. Now I'm late. Nice of mommy to put me in that situation. He doesn't know. He has no idea. None. We've been listening to this. If you can hear us out there, Paul DeGracco for the last 10 minutes. Yes, for the last 10 minutes. Welcome. Paul, how are you? Paul. How's your morning going? Oh, just great. <laughs> Should we run the intro? What run happened, Paul? Wait, wait, what yes, happened? Run the intro. <laughs> Go ahead, run the intro. <laughs> Broadcasting live from sunny South Florida and the best way to start your Saturday, this is KMA Talk Radio, life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. Your KMA crew, the Italian scallion, Paul DeGracco, the man with the scoop, William Cooper, Alex the Goat Tavella, and always telling it like it is, Honest Abe DeBatna. I like to smoke them like the Winston Churchill, like John Kennedy, yeah. Remember Coach Ray? Good morning to all our loyal listeners, libertarians, and lovers of the leaf. This is KMA episode number 508. We are broadcasting from sunny South Florida, and I'm here always with my trusted gang, the man they call the GOAT, Alex Tavella, the guy who's always got the scoop with what's going on, William Cooper, and our favorite of all time. Shameless Paul DeGracco. Man, you guys did me wrong. <laughs> oh, you did you wrong? we did you wrong. <laughs> did you, you left the mic on. Coffee. Hey, no, I didn't. Yes. No, no, no. No, I did not. The, yes, you when, did. No, when you're not in the room, I'm going to show you. When you're not in the room, look as an admin. Everything gets muted. I was muted. You unmuted. Paul, no. I, no one unmuted you. I no, swear to God. No, no, no one you unmuted made it you. Live. You made it live. Oh, we made it live, but no one unmuted you. We were listening to that for a good 10 minutes. We were listening to it before it went live, yeah. But you could have muted yourself. I didn't know it was live. I'm sitting here dealing with... Well, I mean, it was only fucking 10.02. What do you want us to do? The show goes on, pal. Coffee! Woo! (laughs) I don't even know what was... There's constant battles going on in this household. (laughs) Yes. I think the... You threw mommy under the bus. You threw mommy oh, under yeah. the bus. Oh, yeah. What about the drone? I don't know. Whatever it was. <laughs> Whatever it was. That's mommy's fault. Yeah. Mommy's fault. Oh, oh, yeah. I, I don't want to talk about it. I'm going to do something. 
<laughs> you know, it's funny. I was kind of tired this morning, but that got it's me going. It's all mommy's fault. <laughs> I'm glad I can freaking help. What is it? What was it? It's all mommy's fault making me late for the show. That's the name of this title. I didn't say that specifically. I said, <laughs> now I'm late for the show. Oh, believe oh, no, me. There was a mommy in there. Listen. Oh, oh yes. Said, there was a mommy's in there. I said um, the mommy's in there. Definitely. I saw it come up on the – Um. yeah, I saw it come Don't up worry, on I'll the, be you know. clipping this after the show and getting – and finding No, no, no. Real... Wait. Listen. We got to talk. We got to talk. I'm late. That's a... – <laughs> This is going to be evidence. Bro, you can't can't make this shit up. We really can't make this shit up. Oh my god! Thank God! Thank God! Last night this thing wasn't on. I make sure to turn off my all my devices here because I have this paranoia now that the the owner of our of my day job has our computers bugged. I never shut off computers. I have three laptops here. I turn off everything. Uh, it's, it's just we all have this feeling that he, he's he's that kind of guy that he would have everything bugged, like have our cameras running all the time, our microphones running. So I like turn off my my work stuff and unplug it when I'm done for the day. Oh man, that was a great start to our Saturday morning. That was that was oh, great. I'm glad I could, I'm glad I could help. Thank Come you, on, Paul. You're the guy who provides was- epic material. Yes. I was in the green. Hey, you room. sound like I, you're I five million this. miles away. I know. I'm putting the mic on. I just realized. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was too. Busy what were you laughing. saying, Coop? I was too busy I, I, laughing it, in the prep for the show. No, this started in the green room, and I just started laughing. I couldn't stop laughing. It was, and then I know that everyone else came in, and I'm like everyone heard it. And next thing is like, uh, hey, let's just go with this. Yeah. Listen, I had the sound off. I was doing other stuff. Get, and I was looking, and I see Coop is just fucking late. And I know Paul's doing, but shit, who, who put yet. my camera up? And I said, I don't up? know. Could who knows? I don't know. Yeah, that exactly. Was, that was me. I don't know. But uh, I just see Coop f- giggling away, laughing. <laughs> so I was like, "What the hell is going on?" And then I had a chaos that it found. <laughs> the only thing worse is if your actual video was on. Yes, I, that would be the yes. That, that would be the only. Thing. You would have just, dude. You would have just seen me. Nobody else was in. No, nope. well, they were in here, but. Before we went live, there was so much racket. Like there was a bar brawl going on in there. What yeah, we heard on? all this like things shuffling and. No, yeah. you know, you no, know, you know what? I was trying to find. I have this massive desk in this office that was like my dream desk to buy. And when we built the house, I was like, I'm, I'm gonna bite the bullet and buy this dream desk, right? Because it looks like a. I'll, I'll send a picture of it one day. But it's like it looks like a presidential L desk. Like it looks very executive looking, but it also has the side that goes up and down like so you can stand and work but I, I like those standing desks but i hate the way they look i don't like that modern look right. so but the problem is that it is i think i literally think it's like 800 or a thousand pounds it's ridiculously heavy so when stuff falls behind because it's right up against the wall here so when stuff falls behind it it's just lost so right. i had axel i can't reach it axel has this buzz lightyear toy that's like a claw and when stuff falls back there, I use the claw to gr- to pull it up because there's no way, there's no moving this desk unless I have three guys here. And my wife's pregnant; she can't help me move it. So we thought maybe his drone was behind that because he keeps his drone in here because this is where we plug it in. And uh, I was trying to move stuff around back there because there's like a a plethora of stuff back there that's fallen <laughs> over the last couple of weeks, coasters and and paperwork, and I'm like, oh shit, there's probably stuff there that I actually need. <laughs> 
his work ethic <laughs> fell behind. Very nice, Sean. But wait, why was the drone so important in this very moment? Because somebody prompted Axel to say, go get it. And when we knew it was not, it was, we don't know where it is. This, this came up before we left for New York. Somebody. We couldn't find it. And I don't know where it is. <laughs> oh, man. What a great. Story. Meanwhile, the kids have three drones. There's, there's two of those little ball ones that you see on the internet all the time that fly around. It's just not the same as like a reg. This drone is like, I don't know. It's a real drone. So it actually flies. The ball one just kind of hops around. Drones kind of suck anyway. Dude, they're, a lot, they're it's, a lot better now than they were. Eh, but I mean, yeah, if you're buying a couple thousand dollar one to do professional shit, but like yeah. Yeah, the drones, ones the ones that I last had, for 20 minutes and then the battery's yeah. dead. And they can't use them because they're but Axel's not old enough right. to know how to really like I'm pretty good with them because I've had them since they started coming out. But you gotta like know what you're doing with them. The more expensive ones fly for you. But like the ones that I've but, had that we've destroyed, it, it takes they, all kinds of know. tweaking. It, it, you know, you, you start yeah. it up and it starts going this way. It's going that. I mean, it's their pain in the ass. All that for twenty minutes of fun, and then the battery's dead anyway. If that, if that, I, I think his lasts for maybe five minutes. But it's cool because there's no remote control, so you like it flies itself around, and like you put your hands under it if you want it to go up or move around. Like it's. Oh, you actually bought that thing off of Facebook? Some, no, somebody gave it to him for his birthday when he was uh, like three. Yeah, they saw my see but my it's team. lasted yeah. this long we just don't know where it is <laughs> so here we are oh, oh, right. holy <laughs> well now that we got that started what's everybody smoking this morning i was uh, up the, go ahead go ahead no no go ahead coop because i'm 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 doing a i'm uh, lighting up a cigar it's called the crux epicure habano i like crux cigars this is a cigar they just launched a couple months ago uh, so I'm going to give it up the world today. I've never had a Crux cigar. Is that weird? They're, they're, they're very good. They're, they really do. They? A lot of them, most of them come out of Placencia. They're really good cigars, yeah. Yeah, I couldn't figure out what to smoke this morning. So, I mean, it, I went with a 2012 Sumatra. It's just been it's been reliable for me lately, man. Good, really, I smoked that a few weeks ago, as you know, and I really like that cigar. Yeah, it's just a reliable, good cigar. You firing up anything, Abe? Yep, just seeing what our what our fans are smoking this morning. Oh yeah, I want to see. Uh, yeah, I'm about to cut my cigar with my uh, guillotina Dixaka. but I was gonna light this up. I think last week, and Showboat. you dropped uh, me. The senator. Yes. Nice. Yes. I have a, yes. coming up in the coop review cycle. Actually, the new Alex, one. Alex, yeah? what are you smoking? The uh, 2012 yep. Sumatra. Oh, okay. I, I have a cigar set aside for tonight. Obviously, I'm not smoking here in my office, but I don't yeah, know if I should aside. show it because I feel like Abe's going to get mad. Anyways, doing? listen, I tell you what, <laughs> I tell you what, I don't know if it's me, but every time I use my cutter, and it's yeah. only this one, I actually put it back in the freaking box. <laughs> listen, so I don't have a box, but Luigi sent me a, a little right? case for it, and I do, and I make I put it back. And normally, I just throw. Let my lighters are all through right? what I do. I literally I, throw this one back in yeah. the box after I use yeah. it. Yeah. Yes, it's it's the big man's birthday today. Yes, everybody. Oh yeah, he was. Oh, uh, oh, he's all grumpy already because people. Oh yeah, bright and early. Right. Bright and early. Happy birthday. What'd you say? Man. Don't say happy birthday to me? Of course. Yeah, oh, it was a t an epic soccer post. It was Listen, just an I epic. Can see, I can see Steve being the kind of guy 
to like deactivate his Facebook for a day on his birthday and turn it back on the day after. I could see that. I could oh, see come that. on, man. That's a look at me, look at me post. Yeah. Wish him oh, yeah. Wish him a happy birthday. Don't believe that shit. Yeah, everyone wishes uh, Steve Saga happy. He, he wants you to smoke a DTC cigar in his honor and post a picture of why you like that cigar in a cigar group or on your own timeline. So wish him a happy birthday as well, though, if you get yeah, to do yeah. that anyway. On your own timeline, not his. <laughs> yes, and you know, Cinema PM. He loves that. He, he writes. Yeah. He writes. Happy birthday, my ass! Birthdays are for children. Grown men do not make a big deal of their birthdays. Every single damn person on the planet has one. Nothing unique or special about them. They just mark how much closer you are to death. <laughs> well, I mean, that's not wrong. <laughs> I'm not. I'm kind of in his boat now. I think I, Steve was a year or two older than me, a couple years older. Than I me. was just going to ask, is he older than you or the same age? I wasn't sure. No, I believe he's, he's older. He's like than me. my age, I think. I'm going to be 56, so he's around that age, which I'm a few years older than you, Abe. Yeah, I think I'm 4 years right. older than sounds you. Sounds about right. Yeah. Yes, another this is a day of festivities our good friend yesterday. I'm trying to upload the picture. Baby. Yes. Oh, there you go. Somebody else posted. Yep. A uh, beautiful baby girl. Yep. Uh Yep. Congratulations! Matt. I have the pictures. Yep. I'll, I'm trying to upload them now. Maybe they fell behind uh, your desk. Anas- yeah, maybe. Anastasia. Anastasia, Anastasia Marie Tobacco. Yep. August August 24th at 10:37 p.m. Oh, that's my mom's birthday. Yeah, so he, it wasn't uh, yesterday. It was the day before. He came. Yeah, right during. I know it was during the Coop Show when it happened on Thursday night. I'm actually a Toys R Us kid, Ken. Because if I did, wouldn't be a Toys R Us kid. Right? I don't want to grow up. Toys R Us. Imagine the company's gone, but we all still know that fucking jingle. Yeah. Talk about talk they, about getting their money's worth. Yeah. They had a resurgence at one point. Yeah. And then they, they still, then they just disappeared again. Here we go. When the, when the Toys R Us opened up Paul on Staten Island, it was like the greatest thing that ever happened. You would think the North Pole <laughs> came. It, this is why I was in fifth grade. What happened? Oh, uh, there she is. Look at that. Beautiful. Clearly, clearly taking off from the mother, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, clearly, <laughs> clearly on the cold side because it's a very beautiful bit. But you know, joined, I, I, yeah. Hey, Don, you, you missed the pre-show. You're going to have to go back yeah, and watch missed, the beginning. Yeah, absolutely. You got to go absolutely. back and watch the beginning, you, you, man. Yeah, you know, do. I don't know that there was any way for a store like Toys R Us to survive. Hold on. I mean, you what? mean Amazon killed them? No, I don't even think Amazon killed them as much as like Target and Walmart killed them yeah. as well. You know, I can go to Target and get everything I need and all the toys that are at Toys R Us. All right, but hold on. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. Target's toy department is okay. No, 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 no. What Target are you going to? Uh, the massive that one, one in Royal Palm, it's like it's seven aisles. At I least. agree with Paul. Maybe the more. Target over here in Boynton is, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's I've been to that one as well. That one's giant too. It's yeah. bigger than Walmart's, I think. Yeah, and yeah, Walmart has a huge toy section. Yeah, yeah, so I can do all my shopping in one place. It kind of, yep, it hurt toys. See, I need, you need to grab a couple groceries. Yeah, you know, my wife loves Target because she can run in, get, get a pair of clothes for the boys, grab a little something for a birthday party we're going to this weekend. And grab a quick, you know, a loaf of bread because she's there and all at one spot and get a and get a Starbucks if she wants. Yeah, Alan Rubin. I mean, that's a good point. But what's interesting about that is Dick survived. 
you know, and and Toys R Us basically had the market cornered. You know, yeah, Sports Authority died, but, but Dick, but Dick survived. Dick survived. Um, you know, my for I now think just from did you my boys the, are, the headlines this week. Sorry, Coop, go ahead. Yeah, not okay. My boys who grew up at the time when Toys R Us went out of business, I saw GameStop just completely take over. Like GameStop was by the time they were ten or twelve, that's where they wanted to go to. They didn't really want to go right, to Toys R Us. Right, right. How but, about but, KB but Toys? Are GameStop on now too? No, GameStop's still thriving. They, uh, I, mean, I don't have consoles in my house. Do you yeah. even need to still buy a game, or can you just like order it and you, down, you know, you, play it? For most, box? you don't. But where GameStop wins is if you you can trade games in. Yeah. So so you can play a game. You know, you're not going to get a ton back for it, but it's better than nothing. So, yeah, yeah. most games you could just download a game, but if you have the physical game, if you bought it for 60 bucks, you play it, go through it, now you're done with it. You can go to GameStop, they may give you 15, 20 bucks for it, and towards an, and then you can spend it. So, when you download game. it for 60, it's yours, nothing you can do. Yeah, it's yours, and right. there's nothing now, you can do. So. Now, they have collectible sets, too. I, my boys go after yes. some, even now at this age, they buy the collectible sets. So, they yeah, get, and, they'll get a physical game, but yeah, there's other things. GameStop got smart, too. Yeah, I mean, they sell, they sell Pokemon cards, so they have done yeah. things to kind of keep themselves collectibles to survive. You know, uh, it, when, when Pokemon came out, my my son, he was like four years old. He said, this is going to be the next big thing. And I laughed at him. He was right. <laughs> I just didn't think these things would last more than a year. Didn't, didn't, um, didn't they do something with GameStop, those guys that ran up the stock market or something? Wasn't that GameStop? Alex, you know yes. better about it. Yes, GameStop was one of them, along with AMC, so, right? Yeah, so so actually GameStop is one of my greatest stock failures, success slash failures in life. So GameStop was, you know, one of those things on the cusp of where, where's it going to go. So all the big hedge funds were shorting. I get we're shorting GameStop, yep. expecting it to. So the Reddit. You know, stop. And there's like a big Reddit, Twitter stock community, you know, small investor type, guy, you know, guys rallied and pushed GameStop through the roof to like over. It was like three hundred something dollars a share. Um, it's it's one of my favorite stories for the little bit of stocks. I, I, I bought GameStop. I bought a bunch of GameStop stock at seven dollars. It was right around the time that. Was it going on its way up from these guys at the time? Well, no, not at all. But it was right Why around the time. It? I'll tell you, it was right around the time PlayStation 5 was coming out. I think it was four or five. Ah, that's I a good idea. Yeah. So then I'm going to get it and I'll dump. So it went from seven to 10. I sold it all. I said, all right, great. Made $3. I'm, I'm out of here. I'm not fucking sticking around Did for it. this. Nine <laughs> months later, it was at $300 a share. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> seven to 10, I was like, glorious. I'm out. Made the right decision. Right. I'm not Does holding it? on to this shit. You Does could be sitting on a beach somewhere. Does yeah. anybody know where it's at now? Uh, let's see. I mean, 17. did all those guys who ran it up end up eating it in the pants? No, a lot of guys made no, money. They know when to get out. out. Yeah, it's, it's at seven, $17. dollars. But what happened was, so you'd still be what's, up. What's kind of fucked up is uh, a lot of platforms, you know, because these are the kind of guys that are using uh, Robinhood and those, you know, online platforms. A lot of the, yep. the platforms froze the trading. Which was bullshit. Or limited it. Or limited which, which it. Was, or, or limited it. So suddenly I got all these, yeah, I want to get out, make mine, and you, you couldn't buy, you couldn't sell. So in the end, the... Which which is always my, my argument to... I mean, not that cryptocurrency hasn't made people a lot of money, but if, if I tomorrow have, you know, $30 million worth of, of Bitcoin, how easily can you get rid of it? Because a lot of these 
trade things have have limits to how much you can you sell. Gotta in buy, a day. You gotta buy a lot of shit. You gotta buy a lot of Teslas. Yeah. I guess, yeah. You gotta start buying, yeah, buying stuff, buying currency that has it. We that's 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 one of those things. I have a we I have a client that bought Bitcoin when it first started. I mean, I don't know how much he invested into it, maybe like fifteen hundred dollars, you know, whatever. And he forgot that he owned it. And he had the little USB that had his whatever his wallet on it. Right. And he lost it for a period of time, but forgot about it. It turns out like, I don't know, two, three years ago when it was really booming, he's like, shit, I have this Bitcoin. He looked it up. He finally found the USB drive, whatever, after going to, he had $3 million worth of Bitcoin. He was an overnight million. I mean, he had some money before, but like $3 million from like a thousand dollar investment, something like that. So, but I think selling it off was the hard part. Like getting, getting the actual dollars out of it was the hard part. It became like a full-time job for him. But whatever, I mean, I think he got it all out. So, but anyway. But yeah, I mean, so, uh, you know, going back to, yeah, GameStop, GameStop found its niche. They kind of evolved with collectibles and they still sell games. They have that niche where you can trade in games. You know, I think somebody mentioned in the comments, Toys R Us missed the boat with getting online. You know, they, 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 they never. They did it, but they did it way too late. They did it way too late. And they partnered with someone, you didn't know. they? Didn't they partner with someone? Yeah. Have their own online. Either. I think that was after the original company uh, declared bankruptcy. Another company came in to try and save salvage the brand. But it, I don't know. That that store in Times Square was was pretty cool with the carousel in it. That was that. I mean, Toys R Us, KB Toys. Those were those were stores I frequented as a as a kid. KB's not around anymore, are they? I don't think so. Wasn't FAO? They always seem to have the cooler store too. That was in Manhattan, yeah. It's that I was... think it's back now, but it's just owned by a different company. So it closed and then they I think they're reopened now. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. I mean, or or online or somebody bought them. FAO Schwartz was kind of like this touristy type of trade show. They had like overly expensive toys, rare toys, and they used it in the movie Big. They were in, it was a scene right. in the movie Big, which was very famous. The big piano was set up there from that time forward. Everybody was, you know, right. playing yeah. on it, like dancing on it. I it mean, was cool. I used to work up next to it. I used to work at, on 5th and 57th, so it was right down the block from it. behind. But then when the Apple store opened there, that big glass cube Apple store, it overshadowed it. People couldn't find F.A.O. Schwartz because it was like in the back corner. And it, it really, I think that was the start of hurting that store even as a tourist destination because people would walk right by it and not know where it was paul you worked right in the same neighborhood i was in for a while because i was on uh madison in 57 yeah i i was there for a long time i yeah even though i was part-time building yeah i know it i've been in that building uh, several times is that the one with the the trump tower it connects trump tower yeah, so I used to go to that coffee store every morning. There's a the there's one in the, a, in the one in the, the court. Yeah, in the atrium. Yep, in the atrium, and it was a Lataza, Lataza coffee. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah, a I used to. Yes. He muted it's it a different time. I did. A wreck. <laughs> oh, <there's> a <laughs> oh, oh, they're having a morning. He is having a morning. Because <laughs> she just put the. The puppy is bothering them, so she put the puppy in here. <laughs> our, our, oh, our, our, the our, older dog hates the puppy. The blame game goes around again. 
is Disney on strike? How have you been here for so long? <laughs> I think, hold on. I think we need to start like a new thing instead of the STG, you know. Yeah, we have a running. We have a running. Paul, I think, is four we, weeks. We should have a meter. Five weeks. Well, we should put no, a meter. No, we don't it. You guys don't know me at all. We don't. Since we've had kids, we don't go to Disney in the summer. That's for the oh. amateurs. July and August are for amateurs. We we should do an over under of, of Paul's trips to Disney in 2024. I like. Oh, it. I already have. I already have one booked. This this year or next year? I thought you had one this year. It's, I have one in September booked. Oh, you're saying for 2024? I don't have any booked. Yeah, for the year. I mean, listen, with the third say, kid, we're probably say, not going to do that many. I say you go at least eight times. You'll go. I, the, I would take that bet because we're because we're going to have a new baby for the first three to six months of the baby's life. We're not going. The mm. the you you'll find a way. Uh, no, you can't. I, you can't go out in a public space like that with a three-month-old. I, Matt, oh, Matt Tobacco there's trash knows. Talk. There's some trash talk. There you go, good man. Matt's got nothing going yeah, on. But, well, listen, he does have something going on today. At least, <laughs> at least Miami's a respectable trip. I mean, this guy goes to Disney. I, I think, times a year. yeah, and they're not vacations. Like well, a lot of those Miami trips have been like for non-cigar stuff. So, well, I, I think, some I of my Disney trips are for work. I say minus new baby. It's a minimum eight. Yeah. Really? Oh, minus new baby. Yeah, if you weren't having a new baby, it's at least eight trips. See, I think yeah, well, I would probably say trips. I can see you getting away for the weekend with the boys, you know. Right. What, right. just me? Oh, Steph would never let him uh, go. Are you crazy? No, she would, but I that's be too hard with the two kids alone. No, you would take I, I the take, two. I take that bet. Either let me put it, you will not go Disney free in twenty twenty four. No, 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 no. We won't Listen, go Disney free. If I said up. the over-under was three, I would take the over on that. There are signs up right now with your face on it all over Disney. Have you seen this man? <laughs> but, <laughs> attendance is down. Have you we seen somebody this man? <laughs> Where my Disney? $7 no, Disney revenue is down. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Disney revenue is down. Yeah, there it is. I love I love the delayed reaction of all the laughs. <laughs> there it is. I love that. Oh my gosh! Virtual, I'm sure virtual <laughs> Disney will come in to play or something. You'll have you'll figure it out. There'll be. Well, you know they're Mouse raising the price it. of Disney Plus coming up. We uh, I think we're taking a serious thought into not renewing it. No oh, way! No way! Get the fuck out of here! Yeah, that'd, that'd be like that would be like me not buying here. cigars. I mean. <laughs> Listen, man, we got a belt tighten around here. the The economy's slow. Come on, Paul. we're getting we're getting we're tightening up around here. I got to buy a new car. I have no choice now. We we could get away with a, you know a regular SUV oh, oh, oh. with the with the two kids. Now with a third kid, I have to buy a three row. Another car. Mercedes. You need another Mercedes. Let me tell you no, that's me. out. Do you, do you know why? No, we're not. Well, listen, if you ever plan on taking a road trip with the kids, that's a lot of luggage, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. That's we a had lot we, of luggage. We did two cars sometimes. We'd have to do two yeah. cars sometimes on road trips. Before before my wife got the elongated, you know, SUVs, our first couple of years, times we took a road trip, we actually had to buy one of those things and actually had the shit tied up on the top. Put on like top, the top. Right? Yeah, yeah, like yeah, a greedy bunch. Had the shit all yeah. tied up on top of the fucking car. I had to do that yeah. too. We have that now. We have that now. I have one. 
uh, I'm not looking forward to it. It's not exactly a good time to buy an SUV these days. It's very expensive. Yeah. I tell you what, yep. it, uh, it definitely, you know, it's, you know, I mean, look, I mean, it's great having a big family. If my wife and I had started earlier, we probably would have had one or two more. But, you know, you don't realize. And it's not just the raising of the kids. It's just how much any little simple thing becomes going out <laughs> to dinner. You know, right. It's not like me and my wife when we're dating, yeah. man. Now I got an army, you know, every yeah. time we go out for a dinner, it's insane. So, yeah, it does get bad. But you figure it out. That's a lot. Yeah. It, we we, we would go out. to New York for Christmas and like the car would be full with, with four kids, right? Me and my wife. And I'm like, mom, don't give them anything else because I can't fit it in the car. Like, there's no room. <laughs> right? I mean, we're, we're that tight. <laughs> the best advice. Yeah, there you go. Kids, the best advice that one of my friends gave me yep. early on in my or in my mid twenties, I think maybe when I was just still dating Brandy was, um, he was he was the first million dollar seat on Wall Street. He was retired at forty five or forty six, um, but he was broke when he had like six kids. You know, I mean, like working all day. So, you know, as a young man, you're like, ah, you know, I don't know if I'm ready to get married. I can't afford it. Then you're like, I don't know. About He's like, you just do it. You figure it out. He goes, I was broke. I had six kids. We're, you know, living in an apartment. He goes, you, you, you figure things out, you know. And that was the best advice he gave me because otherwise I might have procrastinated even a little bit longer. Oh, God, yeah. I can see I can see why having kids young would be great. Oh, yeah, forget it. Yeah. You know what? I have this conversation with some of the younger guys. It, 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 it's, it's, if you want to have a family, that if having kids is in your – then it's just math. The probability of seeing all your kids get married, the probability of getting to know some of your grandkids while you can still walk right. and do shit with them. It, it's all what it comes down to. It's math. You know, I mean, that that's really what it comes out to. I mean, I've kind of figured out there's a lot of things I won't get to see in Asher's life. You know, it's just that's the way life goes. Zero kids is great, too. Well, if it's by choice. <laughs> <laughs> if it's by choice, maybe. Yeah, me. I mean, if you don't, I don't. I don't. If you don't want to have kids, that's a that's a different story. I get it. I now that I have kids, I couldn't imagine not having them. But are they a pain in the ass sometimes? Yeah, absolutely. So you is know, everybody. It doesn't. So is everybody. Yeah, it's it's just it just it is what it is. My daughter, my oldest daughter, woke up. I was outside, Will and I having a cup of coffee. You know, going through the phone messages and stuff. My oldest daughter woke up first. Comes downstairs, just hugs me. And she says, I miss you. I don't see you enough. <laughs> Priceless shit, man. Priceless shit. And, you know, of course, like, I'm melting inside. I'm like, get away from me. <laughs> you know, I'm, like, you know <laughs> I'm not getting all mushy with her, man, but I'm fucking melting inside. You know? What are you going to do? Oh, speaking, what else we got going on? Summer of Saka, man. Woo! Coming to a close. Thank oh, I watched. Close. I watched yesterday. Yes. Thank but Jesus. I think, I think. I think if it went on any longer, the warehouse people would go on strike. I mean, it was—it <laughs> really was. It was, you know, because it was just a very intricate process. A lot of pulling, a lot of swag, a lot of missing stuff, a lot of shorts, a lot of selling out stuff. It was a lot of shit to keep track of what was going on, mixed in with their regular work. Yeah, none of those are easy orders either. They're all right? like every every order is complicated. I mean, it's just it's just. It's not just the complicated. It was so much more than we said. We just kept running out of everything. 
shit, we'd be selling out faster than we get it in, you know? Um, and then, you know, a lot of the swag that came from Dumbarton, they're just not going to send you a container of everything. You, know, you try to estimate, yes, yeah, send us this, it should be enough, and then it's gone. Send us this, and then we're waiting on swag to send orders. It was, it was a nightmare. It's good that we're going to go in the last week. Um, so uh, this Friday will be the last weekly drawing. We'll give away the last five items. Um, the last weekly drawing of the Guillotine de Soccer Cutter, the last picture drawing, we'll go away in Box of Paladin, and the following Wednesday, we're going to be on with Steve Soccer himself. Um, I think it's 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I got them check the time. But um, Alex and I did an eight, what was it, eight minute video? We did an eight minute Literally, video. Literally, eight minutes. I think it's posted on the Smoking uh, smoke Facebook page and on social and in the Soccer Where spot. was that? That was Where? the warehouse. Oh, that's that the warehouse. The I was that trying was to figure out. Like, that's not his house. No, no, that's the break room at the warehouse. Oh, okay. the shit in, I couldn't so, figure yeah. out. Yeah, that was the break room. That was the break room at the warehouse. And, um, you know, it was 125, you know, pretty fucking epic giveaways. So if you want, oh, if you haven't that's... seen the video and you want to get a preview of all the stuff we'll be giving away next, not this Wednesday, a week from this Wednesday. Um, just go to Smoking's Facebook page or Smoking Social if you're in the group. If you're not, join, check it out, Smoking Social on Facebook. Or we we also post it in the Socket Squatch page. But there's literally an eight-minute video in the preview. Can I ask you a question? Yes. Are you going to have a six-foot Socket Squatch as well, or is that going to be the only the one, one that's here is mine? Away? Yeah. Okay. Okay. The one I didn't know if that was uh, the one you were giving away. No, no. That one's still the guy who made it. In fact, listen, we were very clear. When we put in the order, I wanted one as soon as possible, which I think it was like a week late delivering it. I think it was like the second week of the promo or maybe second to third when we actually got one delivered here. And I told him, you got plenty of time on the other one. The other one, I'm not going to ship till September. Yeah. And makes two at once. And he like messaged me. He messaged me like five weeks ago. When can I ship this other one? It's sitting in my room. I'm like, bro, I told you, you're going to sit there till September 6th. And then you can ship it. All right. You know? So yeah, he's done. At least he has it done. Oh no, it's done. it's done. It's done. It's done and ready to ship. So, in fact, wow, I should be cool. to that guy. Make sure they're still there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're, and they're, the golden soccer squatch. See, I think I'd like the golden one. the The six foot one is great if you have the space for it, but the golden one is, I don't know, that one's cool. You know what? It is pretty cool when you look at it in person. Whatever Steve did to make it golden did a good job. It looks pretty cool. It was really funny. I was freaking out before we did the video yesterday. I thought it was all chipped up because all these little white oh, marks. No. Yes, it was the. Yeah, like, it was the foam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of the white foam when you pulled it out oh, of the box, okay. it stuck to it. But yeah, I freaked out. For a little bit. Like, but we, uh, Steve and I, have been talking. Alex and I got some plans. There's, we got. You know, I was telling people last night, it's actually going to be way better next year. And they're like, impossible. Coop, do you feel it's impossible to make it better? No. See, thank you, Coop. I, now, there's there's full Coop's confidence. I have, I have full confidence. Yeah, we, it'll be actually better next year. It will be way more, way more cool yeah. stuff because we like to learn as we go along. So, cool shit. So that's coming to an end. What else we got going on? We had a pretty eventful. Oh, the NFT. The NFT. The NFT. NFT. It was a it was a rough week with me. I spent a lot of time in the hospital, so I really didn't get to 
probably pay as much attention. Alex was kind of sending me updates. You probably need to clarify that, Abe. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't in the hospital. hospital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I'm like, how do I not know? I was talking yeah. to you this week. No, 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 no. <laughs> did you ever, Paul, did you ever meet Sean Dennehy? I don't know. He's a short. Where, where would I know him from? Well, he's come to events early on. He hasn't come in the last few years. But um, he was a short Irish guy. Kind of really looks like a lawn gnome. Um and always, he was like always dressed up, like always wearing like a, a, a button down shirt and sometimes a jacket, like like no, never like a jacket, in politics. No, 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 Not never a jacket. Guy. But he was my first partner. He was a, he had he was in, in smoking and and um, yes, I may I may have I may have met him uh, once think, or twice. I think he came. I think he came to my birthday party on a walker. Him and his wife. Oh, Fran. then maybe I, okay, okay. Yeah, two two old couple, but uh, you know, it, it really is crazy. He um. He's 85 years old, and they found lung cancer. And the doc literally told him, um, you had a great life. <laughs> like, I mean, that's what the doctor was telling him. But, you know, they ended up doing chemo. They cut the chemo short. Um, and uh, he was going for the checkup, I guess, to do the follow-up, see how the lungs were. He collapsed going to the car. You know, they took him to the hospital. Mm -hmm. The tests showed they actually, you know, when they got to the hospital, they test everything. The test showed the cancer was gone. He actually, all the cancer in his lungs was gone, but the guy's got pneumonia. And, uh, oh, no. I, yeah, man. I spent all day there, uh, I spent all morning and pretty much afternoon there on Wednesday. And then I was there yesterday, um, and it didn't look better yesterday. So oh, it was kind of a bittersweet week. Yeah, it was a bittersweet week for us. Um, and it was right in the middle of everything that was going on with the NFT. Um, and we're right, what, what, it's in the middle of the third one now, third one, third yep. one, the hand, yep. just went away, yep. which is Pete Johnson's, uh, I think favorite one. The bidding has been interesting this year. And I think the wild card has been probably some of the art right now is playing. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of funny because a, a few people who I know are bidding, talk to me about like, they're actually interested in this one or this one, you know, yeah. it's kind of, uh, yeah, that's the truth. Fuck cancer. I agree with you, buddy. I agree. Yeah, Tommy knows Sean very well. Yeah. Tommy that's very sad. You know, he did live a good life, man. He he was in the industry forever. He you know, let's see, let's test Coop's memory. Do you know what Graybo is? Graybo. No. Yeah, this is before your time even. Yeah. Graybo was a big pipe company. Graybo pipes. Okay. Yeah, he okay. sold Graybo pipes in this industry yeah. for a long time. And then we actually met him um, when he became a rep for Balmoral, when Balmoral Cigars first came out. Now, eventually, Balmoral got acquired by Drew Estate, and I don't even know if they still have that brand. Maybe it was a distribution deal or, or, or something. But Well, they sold. No, they sold SCG. Balmoral oh, Balmoral did. Yes. But when Drew Estate had it, it was just there was a distribution deal, right? It was a distribution agreement, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, coming Graybo, there it is, Alan Rubin. Okay, Doc Graybo. Yeah, that's that's why it threw me off. Graybo pipes. Yeah, I didn't even remember the word doc. So um Sean was actually a rep when they first started. And it was the first time ever in the cigar industry that because I came from the grocery business that I saw a cigar company give slotting fees. 
You guys know what slotting fees are? Slotting fees. Okay, so it happens a lot in the grocery business. Um, and mostly in the refrigerated and the frozen foods, because that space is so limited, right? Your freezers are only so big. So okay, I know you know, is, all yeah. these brands are like dying and fighting for space are free, right? Um, if you ever watch Shark Tank, uh Mr. Wonderful will tell you, and that's the worst war zone ever if you got a frozen product and you you're fighting for space. But slotting fees is when a manufacturer will pay you a fee monthly or whatever to put a product on the oh, shelf. Oh, to be in a good spot. Okay. Good, just to get in the store half the time. So Balmoral actually had a slotting fee. I was like, wow. I can't remember what it was, but you got to, I mean, it was like a few hundred bucks. It was nothing great, but you got to check every quarter if you kept four facings on the shelf. Yeah. Didn't work out too great for them. But good plan. <laughs> sure. Didn't work out too great for them, but good plan. Yeah. But, um, yeah, sometimes for position, Ken, sometimes just for slotting, just to get in the store. So, yeah, slotting's paid for placement. Exactly what it is. So, uh, yeah, so he was the Balmoral rep, and that's how I met him. That's how I met him. And um, because I, I, I had moved down here, and, and, and well, actually, technically my second partner. Actually, my second partner. I had moved down here and, and started working with the guy who started smoking originally because I was going to open up one with him in Winnetka, Illinois, which didn't pan out. So I just ended up moving down here. And um, Sean was our rep. And then they either quit or they let him go. I can't remember. And then he wanted a part-time job. We gave him a part-time job at Smoke In. And then my partner wanted to get out. And uh, Sean became my partner for like uh, four years, maybe four years, three or four years. So, yeah, good guy. But he's been in the industry a long time. So he had a good life. Hmm. I mean, I can't be, you know, it's sad. It's sad. Right. Right. I mean, you have to look at it that way. Yeah. No, I mean, listen, man. I mean, 85. There's no, there's no chump change. It really right. isn't. No, so, definitely not. But you know what? What this week taught me, there is something to say about people who just die in their sleep or just drop dead. I agree. Oh, yeah. They're lucky. Somebody, yeah. See, I mean, I'm probably going to try to go out there tomorrow. Um, seeing somebody in a hospital like that's just awful for everybody. That's, uh, that's, uh, really, Abe, that's it's, really it's like part. It's like you mentioned to me earlier this week, you know, our longtime customer and friend, Steve Brooks' mother has the best story ever. So this best woman, ever. extremely wealthy woman, they've done well for themselves in all life, but she was in her 80s, uh, went out to dinner with her friends, had Fantastic a great night, night. drinking food, eating, drinking, hanging time. out with her friends, got in her car to leave, died in the parking lot. Yep. Wow. Never, start, never started the car. Yeah, just... Died in died in the parking yep. lot. Like, you know, after a great night with friends, you know, nothing. Boom. Just, I mean, so, you know, that's a well, that's a good way to go. Let's move on. Yeah. To, let's move yeah. on to happier thoughts. So. Yeah. So, Tatuaje Anarchy. I mean, NFT. Yeah. Number the one, first, one. The first one was outrageous, and then you know, it's interesting to see how the rest pan out. It's, um, you know. Uh, it's kind of funny because you know there's a lot of people bidding early on who just never bid again. You know, yeah. want to see their name on the wall, I guess, or whatever. Just to say they did. did <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. It'd be funny but, if um, I stuck with it. What's your take on it, Coop? You're the reporter extraordinaire. Um I wasn't yeah, I mean, I I was still surprised the first one went a hundred thousand. I thought maybe it would be one of the later ones. So it definitely showed me that. The, the you know the value was there. There's no question. People thought the value was there. I wasn't totally surprised the second one was was lower. 
that was a similar pattern with LaFleur I saw. Yeah. The the interesting thing I, I think is going to be number six is going to be the one I'm really watching to see what that goes because that will be the last one. Anymore. Like Some people may just get in it and say, well, all right, maybe I don't go for this one because the art isn't what I want. I'll just go for the next one. But when that sixth one comes up, that's going to be the final one available. So I think that's what you're going to see. I think that one could beat number one in terms of the bidding. You know what's funny is? It's, it's funny how I really didn't think people would get attached to the art. You know, I just thought it would be a good idea to have unique art and different art just so you didn't have something you had something different than the next guy. You know, my interest yeah. is in the cigars, right? I mean, that's what I do for a living. I'm not really going to make a living on the art. But yeah. there are guys who are attached to pieces of art. I think Pete has publicly said that the one that's currently on bid now is his favorite one. So I don't know. Right. That's going to influence people. It just, it's just, it's, it's kind of been unique because, I mean, listen, I, I watched the LaFleur one from afar. Alex and I were talking about, you know, we check in every three days, see what's going on. It's kind of unique to be involved in the process and actually be paying attention and see how yeah. everything is going. Well, but, you know, I, 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 I kind of now thinking about I get the psychology of the art, especially with, you know, as part of my package, I'm getting this giant canvas print of my art, which if I'm one of, you know, only seven people in the country who are going to have this available, you know, I may want to get the art I like because I'm going to proudly display it as it's almost like my marketing sign of, you know, I, yeah. I have, you know, you know what I mean? So I can. There's where it was different than the floor where it was just seven yeah. of the same well, pieces. I, so I don't know. I don't know, Dan, if if they'd be pissed or not because I think watching the Lafleur thing, they kind of know it's going to fluctuate, right? And there's something to having number one too. I think there's that's, yeah, that's but why I thought, number one. That's why I, I think number that. one is so high. There's something. But to I agree with that comment. Two. I still agree with that comment. Why would you pass on number two? You, you bid ninety eight thousand on the first one. You could have had the second one. I, 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 is it that much? In the end, is anyone really going to remember that you have one of the one of one? I don't know the how value you get. I don't know how it works in the in yeah. a key world that has anything. But I tell you Maybe, where it yeah. will have value. But I tell you where it will have value is because I've said this too. If I had number one, because we're we're end up seeing these boxes. So there'll be Explain a plan of seeing real quick. So it's just it's 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 a chip that's added to every box that will give it its its date of shipment, its history, what no, and what actual number box it is. So three or four years down the road, you can actually say I have box number one. So that guy who won the first NFT is going to get boxes one through fifteen. If I won, if I had number one, I'll tell you all right now, those fifteen wouldn't even make it to the market. I take those 15 boxes, stash them away for future rare and vintage room, whatever, and just start selling them on my next quarterly allocation. Mm -hmm. So I think there's something to a collector down the road who, for a guy who's got boxes one through 10 of this launch, especially if it maintains success and people are still into this four or five years from now. Because we all know that Pete has hardcore collectible guys. He's probably, if you look at people in the industry of people who hunt down and try to collect stuff, he's, you know, one of the most well known for that. So the floor one averaged about eighty to seven thousand for each. For the to, you know the seven they did for eighty seven thousand. So right now the smoke in ones right at that point for for number you know so far. So we'll see. I have a feeling the next the next three, I, just based on the art. I'm just basing it on the art because I think that that's actually like you're saying. I think that's actually a factor like people liking. You know a particular brand of art but based on the first one i think that especially number four 
I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that number four goes for higher than any of them. I think number the four is the, is the piece. Yeah. The punk is I think very, that's the yeah. piece that will resonate uh, that people will really want to get. The rest of them are really cool. Don't get me wrong. I really like, I especially like the gas mask one. I think that's cool. But I think it's funny. That was my least favorite one. I love the punk. Which one? The gas mask? Yeah. The gas mask is that's the six. I really six. like the gas mask one. I think that one's cool. But I really like the, I really like number four. But that's, that's the, the thing when it comes is. to this. I literally gave myself number seven because there was nothing unique about it. It was just the Anarchy logo that we've been using for 13 years, right? Uh, but really? it's still yeah. cool, man. Well, it's just a logo. I mean, I had an artist really create like, you know, you six know. unique pieces of art, which I thought were cool. And there are people who think number seven is their favorite. So it, it's one of those things you just yeah. can't. And you know, no, eye of the beholder. Yeah. Look, number three is interesting right now because it's it's actually currently higher than where number one was at the same time frame. Because this end. doesn't end till tomorrow. That's the one it part was, I don't like about this. If I could have redone it, we didn't need in two days. Yeah, dragging. I mean, I, I yeah, because guys would, jump in early and then all the action happens in the last. Yeah, it's like the last, last hour. hour. Yeah, yeah, just make make it a twenty four hour one. Yeah, and then word, it's, you know, then it's not. It's a then it's it's not even forty eight hours. It's it's forty eight hours plus when there's no more bids after ten minutes. Well, I get that part because they don't want somebody like on a keyboard waiting till there's right. I get that too. I think that's fair to do it. Yeah. So that I, I get that part. I can almost understand. You know. Once a guy says, "Okay, I'm, I, I've reached my cap," and the other guy wins, I, I'm all right with that. But the 40 hours is just fucking long. Yeah, I thought so too. It just, it's a long it, period of time. Yeah, I thought it, so. It is. A long yeah, period. the um. So, like I said, it's just some of the bidding patterns. I guess this thing I don't understand about it. But here's my question to you, Abe: Aren't these all really one of ones in the end? Like there's six one of ones being sold. So does it matter that you have number one? Because everything's a one-on-one here. Well, right? they're actually numbered though. So when it gets oh, the, 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 okay, so the number the art is, is one of one, but that the one that but, went first is actually called NFT number one. Got it. So then you say you have NFT number. Okay, I get that. Yeah, yeah. So you, I mean, if if, if you're and this is strictly on the, the digital. Yeah. Art so side. not only is you're getting NFT number one, you're getting boxes one through fifteen on your right. first. Right. So week. it says it on there that you have NFT one of yeah. Okay. Yes, and and. The boxes. So, my allocation in, in this quarter, when it when they ship, will be boxes ninety through one hundred and five. That's going to be the first batch I get. In the end, if you're a retailer selling the cigar, unless you're selling the whole box, it doesn't. No one's going to know. No, but there are going to be collectors looking for boxes, and right. I think right. I, boxes, I, I, I get that. Yeah, I think I would at least box one through ten. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say at least one through ten, one through five. I'm holding on to because that box yeah. number one. But, but, yeah. but you know, you also know how. And listen, we've been in the industry a long time. I have a rare and vintage room. Everything in there is priced way more than when it originally came out because some of this shit. I got OG Partagas 150s from 1995. So there is also a value to say, hey, this box is from five years ago. Yeah, you know, instead of ones that are just landing now. I mean. We all know that we see there's actually a store in Europe, uh, in England somewhere, I think, that basically specializes in all their shit they sell in there. They have a room. It's all like five to ten years plus of age stuff. There's just regular production stuff, but they sell it at a, at a higher price. So, I mean, there is a collectability of people who are looking for stuff that's dated and longer yeah. and aged and whatever. So. You know, it's going to be one of those things. You know, I like I was telling people today, the success is not in the auction. It really isn't. 
the success will be when there are owners out there who invested in this and they are going through their allocation every quarter because consumers want the cigar. That's, That's where I was critical of LFD. That's where I was critical of LFD. I didn't see that piece happen enough. Some you know, some of the NFT owners did it better than others with LFD, is what I'll say. Some of them did not. You do not have an original 2010 box because I'm buying that bitch off you if you do. Probably <laughs> no, I'm serious because Danny Dickowich had one. I offered to buy it off him. He's like, I don't need the money. I'm like, it's not about the money. I don't have one of those. I want boxes. it. Yeah. If you got that, Vinny. I want it. Well, I can't remember. Was Daniel Lemus? I don't think he was at the, the Great Smoke the year that the Chaos Pale Horses came out. No. I don't know what's going to happen with those Pale Horses because I don't think anyone's going to bust out the humidor. There's only 15 and, you know, there's only 105 of the Pale Horses made. And there's 15 in each of the seven humidors. I can't see a retailer busting out some of the pale horses. So can you I be honest? Put them in the you? vintage room. You wouldn't put them in the vintage room and say $100. I mean, I, I, I would be too. I would listen in my mind. Right. I'm not breaking anything up from the utility package. Right. I mean, if I'm, I'm selling that okay. thing, it's a $10,000 package or something. Way more than that. I'm actually putting the whole utility package in the rare and vintage room with a stupid price tag. I hope nobody ever buys it because I want my shit. But if someone's willing to communicate <laughs> that price tag, I'll probably then see it you go. do it. Yeah, that's your right to do that. Yeah, but yeah, I how went do back you the humidor opener or sell the lighter alone or the ash? I mean, you got to have the set. If you don't can't get the set, then don't look at it. Coop, do you do you have? Because you were at that smoke in right? that great smoke, right? When the, with the three, the anarchy yeah. night, the dinner. The chaos. Do, you, do you save any of that stuff? Like I had two of them. I'm not gonna lie. I was given I was given another one, and those six cigars I I maybe smoked in the first. I mean, listen, maybe it was six months before I went through all of them, but they're gone. I, I did, don't know how people I did hold smoke them. I did like smoke. Yeah, yeah I did. Smoke. I smoke everything. I and I kept the box. I have the. You know, it's funny. We just got rid of some cigar boxes here, and I had that little slide box, and I'm like, my wife went through. I said, nope, that one comes back. She goes, what are yeah, you doing? I have I said, one, too. It's collectible, and that drives her crazy when I say it. It's just collectible. My wife still has her three-pack. My wife's got some shit, man. I know you said that. That's why I I'm saying that. How does she still was, have that? I was, I was on the whereby last night, right? I broke um, Eli Sarge and Michael Rimmer. You know, they do this thing where they just get together on FaceTime and have a cigar at night, and they invite me every now and then. It's just the three of us. I'm like, have you guys ever been in the whereby? So I invited them into the whereby last night, and they kind of popped their cherry. They had a great time. But... It was like an impromptu thing. So I asked my wife, would you mind grabbing me a cigar? Just so I could smoke it on the whereby with everybody. She comes back with an assortment. Now, I can't even remember. Oh, there was one Sin Compromiso in there, but I can't even remember what the other ones were. But she had a 2015 Anarchy Redux and a Chaos still. I mean, I don't know where she's got her stash, man. She's got yeah, better stash God. than I do. Yeah. I'm like, where'd you get this 2015 Anarchy? I haven't seen one in like seven years. Wow. Yeah. yeah, see, I don't yeah. understand that. Like, especially when I really like it, I can't hang on to them. Well, I don't know. What I've learned is I'll keep the boxes sometimes, but I, I don't. I don't know. So I I don't smoke stuff quick when I get it. Right, I tend to put it in the humidor yeah, for a month yeah. or two. Right, but I've learned there's a point you got to get it out of the humidor. Otherwise, it's it, it's it's not gonna help. Like, oh, eventually, I think they they reach their peak, and at some point they reach their peak. Yeah, you you yeah. you have to get Anything. them out of there. Yeah. So I've learned yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's 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 um 
what do you call it? It's diminishing returns. Right. You get to a point where after a certain point, it's just nothing else is really going to happen in that cigar. Yeah. Well, that's funny because I, so Abe was kind enough to gift some cigars to my wife and I for our wedding. And I still, the only cigars I've kept for a long time, I have two cigars left that we were supposed to smoke on our fifth anniversary, but we didn't, I don't know, maybe she was, was she pregnant? I don't know. We, for whatever reason we didn't, but now they're still in there. Now I'm thinking in my head. Oh, I better. We have to smoke them this year. That'll be our our sixth. But for six years, they've been sitting there now, almost. You know, there's certain we, we, things I just can't smoke. So in, why? in my in my humidor cabinet behind me, when I got married to Brandy, Carlito made me two cigars. Yes. Okay. So yeah, those are. I've seen those cigars. You showed yeah, they're, me. They were big, bad. You know, BBMFs, and one was Opus X, one was a Connecticut-based cigar with a Maduro head and a Maduro foot. And the other one was a Maduro Opus X. I mean, a lighter shade. One was a Maduro Opus X, with a, you know, representing me and my wife. I can't smoke those. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can't. The, the two-pack is still in the cabinet behind me. You know, I can't smoke those. Yeah. My daughter's now, have... wedding cigars. Yeah, we haven't smoked the rest of those either. Oh, shit. We went long. I do have a box of Opus X and gave me when my daughter was born with her name on the cello. Which I will crack when she turns. Is it now? I gotta wait till now. I'm cracking. It. But those that's a different case. Those are occasion things, and I totally get not smoking those. You know, a lot of people get a box of cigars and they'll smoke it every year on their kid's birthday or something like that. That's a little different, you know. So there's a reason for that. All right. A lot of fun stuff coming up in hour number two. We are gonna have a name that jam, tail the tape. Would you rather? Most importantly, we're gonna find out what the scoop is with Coop. Right after this, don't go anywhere. Keep it lit. Phenomenal. 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 My name is Rafael Nodal from Aging Room and Tabacalera USA. Since I was a little kid, I fell in love with a musical form called sonata. There are many famous sonatas from fantastic composers and musicians like Beethoven, Liszt, Rasmaninoff, Mozart. And I wanted to have my own sonata. So I dedicated my sonata to Nicaragua but I didn't write my sonata with musical terms. I composed my sonata with tobacco leaves. I team up with my great friend and tobacco master, Eje Fernandez, and together, together we created these blends. This cigar has subtle notes. It's not aggressive. It has some great flavor, some character, and amazing aroma. So I dedicated my sonata to Nicaragua, the land of volcanoes and lakes. Cheers. Surgeon General Warning. Cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Honesty and Greer with the Goat to tell you about Smokin's Cigar of the Month Club. Alex, tell our fans out there why our club is the best darn club out there. Absolutely. I'll tell you why. Because 
Every month, I personally handpick five premium cigars. No filler, no fluff, no fugazis. These are all premium, handmade, name brands that you can find in any brick and mortar store in your area. All delivered to your door for $34.95. And our average monthly retail value since the inception of our club has been almost $57. Another great feature of our Cigar of the Month Club, Alex, tell them about the ease of our Cigar of the Month Club. Sure. I'll tell you, I hate subscription services. It's always a pain to cancel them, turn you know, turning them on. We've made it super simple. All you gotta do is log into your account. There's a little green button there. If it's green, you're active. You wanna take a break going out of town? Simply hit the button and you'll deactivate your membership. Wanna turn it back on? Exact same easy process, you can turn it right back on. We've made it that easy for you. Another great feature is our Double Down Club. Alex, tell them about the Double Down Club. We had so many of our members reach out to us, really enjoyed our selections every month, that they wanted to know there was a way they can get two. And we've made that very simple. With a simple check mark, you can get double this great selections every month and save $10. Does our club have perks? Of course it have perks. You want to tell them about the perks? As a member of our club, every month there's a special discount code where if you like any of the selections, we will offer them to you so you want to come and get some more, you can get them at a special discounted rate for our Cigar of the Month Club members. And finally, expedited shipping. Tell them how fast we get the stuff out, Alex. We get the stuff out on the 28th of every month. Our membership bills on the 28th, and we get every member's package out on the 28th if it's a shipping day. Five great reasons and what makes Smoking Cigar of the Month Club the best club out there. Check it out. Peace. Hey, I, uh, I really appreciate you doing the video with me. Thanks. Oh, yeah, you're welcome. I mean, you didn't let me get a word in, but whatever. What? <laughs> well, great. It's perfect. Welcome back. Hour two of KMA Talk Radio, episode number 508. As always, we're here with the gang, William, the Scoop, Cooper, Shameless Paul, and the man they call the goat, Alex Tavella. Why do you shake your head, Paul? I, You know, there's a number of people in my family that don't like that title. Oh. oh, Wait, oh, oh it's been, it's been oh, brought up. Oh, 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 no. <laughs> Not my wife. My wife doesn't care. <laughs> Who cares, your kids? Who in your family knows that no, you're no. called Famous Paul? Why? And they do that. Why? A lot of people, a lot of people watch the show, believe it or not. I, did, I had no clue the the range we had with, with like people that aren't really in our group, in all honesty, that watch it. They don't really watch it live, but a lot of the, there's a couple of dads here that like I know as like an acquaintance, not, not well, but they like watch the show. They're like, oh, we saw Rocky on. I'm like, what? They, like it's kind of cool. Like it's I'm becoming a little, uh, you know, we're, our things getting out there to people that aren't necessarily in our sphere. Yeah. But uh, there's a number of family and extended family that watch the show, apparently. Which does I that had mean, no does clue that mean of. we have to stop calling you Seamus Paul? Uh, no. It bothers a very prominent figure in my family. Alex, you, you, yeah, Alex, if you don't make like a whole shameless Paul video by next week, I'll be disappointed. Yeah, you gotta sit down. <laughs> I'll be disappointed. It's all right. I'll be enjoying my uh, my special Saka cigar tonight when I get together with the guys. Anyways, no one gives a shit about your special Saka cigar. <laughs> I care. Anyways, um, as always, let's start RO2 testing out the musical acumen. You know what? You're right. I'm going to take it back. It's going to be Clueless Paul. What about that one, Alex? 
<laughs> oh, I kind of like more, that. More, 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 more fitting, right? Yeah. Clueless Paul. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna such an inside joke, but seriously, I'm going to actually. We like to test the musical acumen of everybody, and um, it's this week's time to see. Uh, brought to you by the fine folks of. I'm, I'm all fluttered now. Brought to you by the fine folks <laughs> of at Avo Cigars. It's time to see if you can name that jam. I'm just curious before we start this episode. Like, I, I, I was not Christ. able. Why? It's not about you, Paul. It's not always about you. Okay, good. I, I was unable to be in our you know weekly meeting, pre-show meeting. I had a crisis yeah. going on, so I I started, and then I had to get off and deal with the phone. And I kind of got back on about twenty minutes later, and like, oh, we got to cover. What did you guys cover? There's literally this outline is completely blank. Why even? Yeah. Print- <laughs> there's not, there's not <laughs> one topic. There's not one oh. fucking topic on this outline. It's literally yeah, blank. Yeah. Why? And yet we why, still fill the first bring hour. It in my office? Why even bring it in my office and put it on my desk? <laughs> what the fuck do you guys do for 20 minutes? You asked for it. <laughs> you asked the NFT. It. We were talking the NFT a lot. Yeah, NFT was on the outline. That was yeah. the only thing. But that's what we talked we about a lot. Not one topic, hour yeah, two, not really. nothing. But you guys were on for 20 minutes. What did you guys do? Uh, how we were arguing, I was arguing. Uh, I was, I was arguing. A, oh, we were talking about uh, a, what's a, called? Chess, a chess statement. Yeah, I was, I was making. Oh, argument. that's right. We can talk yeah. about that after this. Yeah. All right. So this is my third week doing name. It's that not jam. only chess, but this is the third week doing name that jam, and uh, you know, it's not. I'm telling you, I'm having a little bit. Doing a good job. You're I, doing a good to, job, Abe. I had to bring yeah. somebody in the office. I'm like, is this too obvious? You know, but we're gonna see. I think, I think, I think I might have got a good one here. But uh, it's time to find out if everybody out there can you name that jam. I'll play it again. Wow. You know, need it's like really, two it's, more it's seconds. really such an it's, it's it's such an audio illusion when you're doing this because because you know the song you're like you hear the clip like this is gonna be so fucking obvious to everybody you know it really is uh don jones says that was super easy uh, you want me to start putting the I, i'm afraid to put the the guesses well, up. let's see a couple more guesses do either of you guess guys it? have a guess I'm, I'm, i have no idea now that I see this, I, I think this is right. You know, I would not I, have guessed that. So, but... so, so I'll tell you right now, well, it, no one has the band. It's not The Clash. I, I would have accepted The Clash, but that was the remake. That was the remake. Go ahead oh. and, 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 and play it. I break in the rocks and the hot sun. I fought the law and the law one. I fought the law and the Ah, I hear it now. 
I grew up listening. I got nothing. I got nothing. I got you nothing. You don't know the song? That was a really good. I mean, I vaguely, you know, I know the song, but yeah, I wouldn't. I you would recognize. That. You would recognize the Clash version, probably. Maybe the here. Clash version probably would have been a little more, yeah, easy. But yeah, that was recognizable. A good one. So let me ask you. you to... I was thinking about this when I, when I did this. Did you pick any songs that that were remade? Yeah, if you remember, I did just a gigolo, but I did David Lee Roth's version because I thought it would be more a little more recognizable than. Yeah. than I wasn't the sure to stay true to form and do Louis the original Remo. band or do the Clash because I, I was thinking about doing the Clash. I'm like, oh, I don't but know. It, yeah, but even if I mean, is the riff the Clash riff? I assume is somewhat it's the same. It's the same. It's just a little more. Yeah, but it's more, yeah. So, but it still would have been hard that way. Maybe I would have been a little more. But yeah, that's why. Like I when I did just a gigolo, I went to David Lee Roth's version yeah. rather than Louis. I can't remember who the first to put it up was. I mean, you know, on our thing, I think it was Alex Lant. Nope, Greg Don Jones. Yeah, Don Jones. He, he said it was easy. You know, a lot of music from like the fifties and especially the sixties. There were a lot of covers back then because that's the way they kind of sold music back then. Is these songs were passed around to everyone. That kind of changed in the seventies where they got away from it a lot more. But you'll find a lot of songs. That came out in that era were covered by many, many artists. Yeah, I grew up listening to Clash version too, Michelle. Absolutely. Well, that was this week's episode of Name That Jam, brought to you by the fine cool. folks over at Avo Cigars, making melodies of music with fine tobacco. I, I like that. Making melodies of music. I like that. My, yeah, I, I wish I could remember it because I'll forget it by next week. <laughs> wow, you had the first one. One of the first ones that you did was so I good. Know, it was like I seamlessly know. integrating the art of music with the yeah, art of fine cigars the or something too, like yeah. that. It I was can't. so good. I can't remember that shit. <laughs> well, I've thrown away the outline, gentlemen. What do you have to talk about for next hour? Well, yeah, so well, we, what we... What we talked yeah, about. What we argue, yeah, I really want to know what the discussion what was, was for a so 20 minute So it wasn't really meeting. an argument, but I made the statement on Facebook that uh, Magnus Carlson is the greatest, we'll say champion. Some guys don't want to use the word athlete, but we can argue that too, is the greatest champion in individual sports ever. Okay. So you consider people to play chess athletes. But you said athletes. Well, that's what sport. we were arguing. But, yeah. but you know what? I feel like I can, I can, I feel like I can, I can. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah and okay I agreed with, with you on. The, you're the okay with and, calling them an athlete, or are you okay with? I'm, a, I'm okay with calling them athletes. So there's been studies that uh, chess players at the top level can burn up to five thousand calories during a during a classical chess match, which can go up to eight <sighs> hours. You know, there's been world championships that have been stopped because guys have lost so much weight. Now, if you want to make the argument they're not athletes, uh, okay. I mean, you know. Well, then you uh, you kind of have to make an argument of you know our our uh, you know race car drivers athletes. So so by definition, if we want to use that as any kind of that's metric, what we were doing yesterday. I was bringing a person up the who definition. is proficient in sports and other forms of physical exercise, and I think Correct. that's the key word to an athlete is there has to be some form of physical physical yeah exertion. There's, there's physicality involved. Yes, Again, physical exertion is it. I understand that, but my statement to that would be that a chess player at the top level could burn up to 5,000 calories. Still yeah. no physical exertion. Start playing chess. <laughs> what do you you, mean? Burn, you burn calories. I'm burning calories sitting in my chair right now. I understand That's that. I'm not burning five. Th there's a physical stress on your body of burning 5,000 calories during a chess match. Yeah, I, I think that's going to be a tough argument to win. 
Yeah, Alex Lancaster, they run to the bathroom, sure. But you know what? A, a football player runs to the sideline for half the game. You know, a quarterback runs to the sideline and sits on a chair. Are they an athlete? I agree. I agree with Ken here. Now, look, if you want to make well, the claim. Of course, of, right, course so Ken, of course, Ken would know. But right. But I will, I will, even if I concede the athlete part, like, I, I mean, a chess is a sport. If you want to go by definition, their International Olympic Committee defines chess as a sport. So even if you want to say sportsman, and that's why I change it from athlete to champion. In my opinion, Magnus Carlson is the greatest champion, greatest sportsman in all of individual sports. Is he the greatest in chess because of Gary Kasparov? Because he, uh, Gary yes. Kasparov is real, okay, so you'd say he's ahead of because yeah, he was. I wasn't he the one guy who held say, number one longer. Um, Gary Kasparov. Yeah. Y yes, but but Magnus Carlson is still number one today at a wide margin. So that so his right his, right right. He just won the the 2023 World Cup. Which uh, you know is is World, the chess World Cup is like any other. Yeah. It happens every so many years, and you know that was the last. He's won every yeah. tournament there is in chess. He's been the world champion of chess, the Blitz world champion of chess, the Rapid world champion of chess simultaneously. He's held the triple crown. He's been the number one ranked player, and I got a, a little bit of feedback and argue, debate back and forth, but he's been the number one ranked chess player in the world since 2011. Tiger Woods didn't do that. Kelly Slater didn't do that. All the name Serena Williams didn't do that. To be world number one in your sport for since 2011. But that's the advantage of it not being physical. There's no really wear and tear on the body. You could be, no. you could be a chess champion at fucking 70 no, years Abe, old. Abe, Abe, you don't remember shit you remembered at 20, bro. And 25. And you know what I'm saying? It, it's yeah. the younger guys, and guys are getting better younger to still be at this level. Um is you know you can't take away think about your mental capacity at, at, at 50 than it was you know 20 years ago you so your carl, carl, carl magnuson uh i think magnus is in his is in his 30s but look you know here's the example here's the example the kid he just beat in the world cup is 18 years old so an 18 year old kid if placed in the final played in a final with magnus carlson these guys in their 20s 30s so, and point being that his his legacy hasn't ended yet. It's not like he's been toppled. You know, this guy's going to be number one for years to come. You know, he has the highest ever chess rating recorded in history above Kasparov. <laughs> we got some but listen, to this is to not just about. a chess you can, you can, And if you're going to, I need, make an argument for another athlete, even in athlete or sports. But, 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 but I don't think they're comparable. I'll just tell you why. I think the prime age for a chess player is way more than any other sport right i think you could be in your prime in your mid-30s in fact i think i was a lot sharper and smarter in my 30s than i was in my 20s all right so i get it when you hit 45 maybe but i think the prime is a lot and then the other side of the spectrum is you could be a competitive champion in an earlier age where you can't you're not playing football at 18 in, in pro sports your body's not ready you know so you have a wider spectrum. I, I just listen. I'm not taking away from him and his achievements. I just don't think it's comparable to people who actually play physical sports where tendons are getting worn yeah. down, ribs are getting broken. I, th I think like you're downplaying the you, mental. You can, you, no, mental I, the mental, the mental. It's fine. There's a mental aptitude to fortness too. You can have the great mental part of it, but your body will still give in. You know, if, if mental, if, if mentalness was enough, Jordan will still be fucking playing. But it's not. The body gives in, and I think that. I think that yeah. in chess, you could be a stellar world-ranked player 
in your teens when you just really can't do that. It doesn't really happen in sports that yeah. often. Yeah, and that's you why know? I did the and distinction. And then your prime, yeah. where you can't play anymore because the body is limited, right. your ability is a lot earlier in physical sports where chess guys can go further. That's all. Yeah. I'm just saying it's not really. No, a no, no, I get it, but I can make the argument that that's what makes it tougher. You know, you get kids that are 17 and 18 and are already primed to go. And, and, you know, and, and like anything else with the, in the age of computers and, 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 and the ability to train in a way, you know, so you got kids that are coming up in their prime at 18 and you're still 35 and, and can take down these kids. So there's that argument to make as well. Listen, I get it. What I'm just saying is the window to being able to thrive is a lot longer, I think, in chess than any real physical sport. There's just a point where the body has its limitations, whether you're too young and you're not fully matured physically in the sport or, When we talked, I used the term sportsman versus athlete. And mm -hmm. you could make the argument an athlete is a sportsman, but a sportsman is not necessarily an athlete. And I think athlete is the definition that Abe said. So I think there is a difference. But I think sportsman is a broad, broader competitive. I agree with that. Yeah. Now, I'll ask this question to Alex. Joey Chestnut, is he an athlete? The competitive eater. I think yeah. by your definition, No. By your definition, that's a tough. That's a tough one. That's, that's a tough, a tough one. one. And, and, and listen, tough. Joey Chestnut is a fairly decent one to make an argument against Magnus Carlsen. Yeah. But yeah. my my retort to that was, you know, Kobayashi was his boogeyman for a little bit. You know, Magnus Carlsen has had no boogeyman. He, uh, but there's yeah, a but point I, where Joey Chestnut's not going to be able to eat anymore like that. He's going right, to get older. It's like, I agree. But yeah, these guys would fall into wherever chess playing is. Yes. Poker would be chess. I would. I would yeah, I mean, it, whatever, whatever you would label a chess is. I agree with yes, po yes. Poker, poker falls poker in, that, in same that same realm. realm. Yeah. So, Frankie Cannon in the house. Does I mean we we didn't acknowledge Matt Ty's comment? What? He said, "I have deep respect for chess and the people who play." I put but it up chess there. is not a sport. Well, yeah. the international I saw it up Olympic there, but we didn't acknowledge the International it. Olympic Committee disagrees. When Magnus yeah, Carlson that, gets beat, it's going to be a big story. It's going to, it's going to, you're going to see that transcend when he gets beat, and it will happen eventually. Someone always gets beat, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, listen, it's not that he doesn't, you know, he loses, he loses games, but um, yeah, eventually at some point he will not be the world. Well, he retires. Ranked, well, he retires. Ranked chess chess well, he did. He he did retire. He 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 chose not to play in the last World Championship. Um, he just didn't want to do it anymore. Um, yep. You know, he he beat the guy who won the candidates tournament to play him once already. It's it's a it's an insane grind, and he didn't feel like doing it. Um, but uh, yeah, eventually there'll be a, a time when somebody takes his spot <laughs> as world number one. Uh, I got some rapper binder filler we could talk about. So, right, yeah, let's let's you know what I mean. I mean, what the fuck? Like that's more interesting. <laughs> Alan, what does that have to do with? Sport or not sport? Uh, just wanted to know. hear himself. There's no, <laughs> there's no unethical advantage to claiming that chess is a sport. I mean, let's be real here. It's not, you know, it's not, <laughs> it's not something that's going to bring more. I might need a Dakota ring for this one. Brain equals sportsman, yeah. but brain athlete, but brain too piece, many emojis for me. Yeah, too many emojis. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> too old for all those emojis. I'm too old for that. Yeah, so, but I'm sure yeah. it's a good comment. But yeah, I'm like, I'm sure just if I could translate it, yeah. All right, so we should talk about that. Sure. So, biking is what well, not just biking, man, but uh, one of our socialites, smoking socialites, some dear friends, Tom Pauser, 
is riding his bike from California to Florida, from the Pacific to the Atlantic Ocean, which I think is absolutely crazy. Yes. Yeah. My, a, you know what's funny? Every my, year. They have a bike race every year that does that, too. Yeah, my, my boss does it almost every year for my day. Really? Job. He just finished. He just finished. He was supposed to go from Key West to Alaska to the the uh, Western who's West to Alaska. Alaska. Who, who's he doing it with? Is he doing? Does he just do it himself? Normally, he does it on his own, and he just stays in hotels and motels. Yeah, because because I mean, I think, and, and that's what makes it like this is like a solo mission. You know, this guy yeah, is this time, solo. This that's time wild. he went from Key West to uh, whatever the the western northernmost point is in Washington because of the wildfires. He didn't want to go up through Canada. And right, he, right. but his wife came with him. But like during the day, what do you mean she pedals, came like, with him. Six, where did well, well, so where did she go? She drove. Were they on a, they on a duo bike? <laughs> no, 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 no. She she drives to the the next point, whatever the next distance would be, and he just does meets like him 60, wherever to he... mile, sixty to ninety miles a day on the bike. She meets him at whatever the next location is. They stay overnight. The next morning, he gets on his bike. He goes sixty to ninety miles, sometimes more. And then she meets him there and he, he did Key West to, he's done Key West to Alaska, but not, not all the way to the end of the coast. And that's, that's, that's his hope to do next year. It's, insane. it's insane. I, I, it I, takes I, him like three to four months to I, do I this, to you, do this yeah, trip. That really is insane. I got to tell you something though. I ain't going to lie. Right. Having, having your wife do legs with you is so much more com comforting. God happens. She's only an hour away. This is the first away. time. This is the first time ever she's done it. Oh, you know, but he's getting I mean, old. He's getting of, older now. I'm thinking of Tom at some points in the middle of a desert, in the middle of nowhere, where he'd be lucky if he sees an armadillo. Well, no. So this is what he's going to do. This is what these guys do. They get, they have a Garmin GPS, then they have a satellite GPS, then they usually have a sat phone with them as well. They and they usually what my boss does because he's so into concealed carry is he only rides through states that he's licensed to to carry it. So he, he wears a jersey that I made. I designed the jersey that says armed cyclist on it with a big gun with a green circle around it. And it says armed cyclist and he carries the entire trip. So you'll see like in his trip, like he'll he'll weave in and out of certain states because he's not licensed to carry in those states. But he's licensed to carry in like 46 states, I think now, something ridiculous. Whatever the most is that you can do without being a resident in them, he's licensed to carry. But like you know, he doesn't go through California. He doesn't go through New York because he can't. He can't carry there. Yeah, Dan, that's your big. That's your big setback. The time off for work. <laughs> that's your. That's the big setback for you, Dan. That's the only thing stopping Dan. That's the only thing stopping you from doing this trek. That's fucking Kent. Crazy. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm just saying I know somebody that's done it. It's it's grueling. It's awful. I don't get it. I give credit to people that want to do it well, and accomplish yeah. something. I mean, it's definitely an accomplishment. But I have thanks. no desire to ever do it. Thanks no, for uh, I, taking I the never, segment never, and stealing ever, Tom's thunder. Yeah, Dave, uh, <laughs> but, but kudos to Tom, and yes. he's also it's amazing. Every five hundred miles of his trip, he's donating a pack of um, a five pack to Garza Gunners that we will match. Um, anybody buys a five pack for Garza Gunners, and Eric Espinosa has had a, uh, some cigars that he had made for this um, fueled. I, we don't even have any here. They came straight to the warehouse and went gone. You have one? No, you don't even have one either. Yeah. Um, fueled by cigars, the Alaskan outpost was made by Eric Espinosa, and um, there's only a limited amount. It was a small run, and when they're gone, they're That's gone. Awesome. Some people have been buying them, and some people have been donating them, uh, in the spirit of what Tom was trying to do going coast to coast. 
Yeah, he'll he burn will. more calories than a chess player. Damn right he yes, will. Yes, he will. <laughs> in, a, in a month, yeah. Do you guys know what the record is for going transcontinental from the West Coast to the East Coast? On a bike? No. On a bicycle? No clue. It's, it's seven days and 15 hours. They have a So they have a bike race uh-huh. in America, Race Course America. Wait, hold on. Hold on. Yeah. Hold uh-huh. on. Uh-huh. How many miles do they have to tr- bike in I mean, one seriously, day? Are you they, telling me some guy rode from, from Pacific yeah, to Atlantic in seven days? Seven days, 15 hours is the record. Yeah, it's called Race Across America. They ride Wait a minute. non-stop. Isn't that a, isn't that a Sinead O'Connor song? No. <laughs> isn't it? Oh, well, that's that song. It's been what, uh, seven hours and 15 days. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you're right, right. Yeah, that's how it's going. <laughs> it's, it's a very competitive thing, but, but the idea is they go without sleep with these guys. So they they How go. Can you not you know, sleep for seven days. They they have their bodies trained a certain way. What uh, sports used to run that race years ago in the eighties, and they did a whole series on how these guys would, would do the transcontinental ride. I mean, I wouldn't want to make this. I wouldn't want to do this on a motorcycle. To be honest with you, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't want to do it in a car. I don't want to take. I wouldn't want to do the car. Truth. Yeah. 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 Truth. You know, I mean, you know that the you know the Appalachian Mountains are actually harder than the Rocky Mountains to to, to bike ride because. The Rocky Mountains are more straight, and the Appalachians have a lot more curves and steep. Curves and stuff, it. right, right. Yeah, right. so people don't realize the Appalachians are actually, even though they're, they're smaller mountains, they're tougher to bike ride. <laughs> can we can we interview yeah, Tom about this? Mess. Can we, can we, I want to interview Tom about this and talk to him yeah, about sure. it. But, Tom, I have a question. Are you are you biking with a trailer? Because my boss, when he did it alone, he used to bike with a 100-pound trailer. No, I think he's using, like, too. saddles on the bike. Okay, he I does think. that. He does that now. Let's, he does that, too. I mean, it's crazy. But exactly. I mean, that's like, when you rest. You're gonna rest in a trailer, or you're gonna rest in a hotel. I mean, there's a difference. Some some people do the trail. I've seen them. They do the trailer. Think, well, just, think, we'll schedule. We'll schedule to get time on before it yeah, starts. And, yeah, we'll yeah, yeah. We'll schedule. I think. I think he's even camping on some days. I mean, it's just right. like right, right. I I would seriously be too freaked out. Yeah, that's that's you're gonna have to because sometimes you have in certain parts of the country you got like. You know, a couple hundred miles before you can get to uh, to a destination, <laughs> Matt. Ty, that's what? a fair point, Matt. Ty. <laughs> what do you say? <laughs> <laughs> because of all the Listen, methods. That's true. If you've never seen the Wild and Wonderful Whites of West Virginia documentary, it is my favorite. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, we'll get Tom, Tom plans out. on we'll camping get... in a tent. Yeah, that's listen. Tom's doing it the real way, man. It's it's no joke. Oh, you know what would be interesting? It's no joke. You know, Tom, I don't know if you've mapped this out. Okay, what day of the week is Moxie's birthday party? Because he plans on being here for that. Is that a Friday or Saturday night? Do you know, Alex? I wasn't invited. Well, you don't invite anybody or anything, so yeah. we don't invite you. I think I think if, if Tom, I'm not sure what his landing day is, but it'd be cool not just to have him before the show, but after the show. After the ride, if he's around that, yeah, oh, yeah, 100 percent. Yeah. I would love I mean, to. Or, I mean, we or do, while he's, we could do it when he gets back to Alaska. If it doesn't time out right, but if he's here Saturday morning, ah, oh, he lands Friday, so Saturday morning, probably get Tom ah. on to do a little recap, maybe share some crazy wild stories from that ride. See if he can stand. Seriously, man. I mean, seriously. All right, now that's an go. athlete. That's. An I athlete. just got. I literally just got tired thinking about it. I feel I feel the weight of exhaustion just thinking about it. All right, let's check out all the happenings, the comings and goings of what possibly could have happened in the cigar industry in the last week. It's time for the scoop with Coop. 
Music. The Scoop with Coop. Breaking industry news. Hear it first on KMA Talk Radio and cigar-coop.com. This would actually be kind of funny. Dude, I would love to do that. I But as long as I get like a hotel room in it and a car or a plane to get there, I ain't making anyone. We're going to drop you in a chopper in the middle of the desert. <laughs> sometimes i'll i'll get on my bike because the boys now ride bikes and i'll get on my bike with them and we'll take we'll go to the trails and around here because there's like 50 miles of trails in our neighborhood and i'll tell you what man by like i don't know 15 minutes into to riding with them on trails these are trails made for biking and hiking and walking i i get tired i cannot i cannot fathom more than five miles on a bike 10 miles on a bike tops tops and i'm in no shape for anything near that now but oh my god well thanks for oh, sharing in Paul. silence yeah. cool <laughs> thanks. it's the time for the scoop with coop tell us <laughs> all right. what is going on in the cigar industry all right i normally don't do a habano story on kma but i think this one is kind of got some significance and could have some effects but uh if you go back two, two, two years ago, this is how long it takes for Habanos release to get to the market. Habanos announced a uh, release called the Colección Habanos Cohiba. And basically what it is, is it's a Cohiba cigar in like a book, right? So we've seen that done before. Uh, but it's one of the more sought after collectible cigars. Knowing Habanos, it takes like two years for them to get it to market. They finally got this Colección Habanos to market. And um, what is significant about this is the price point, okay? Because this thing landed in the UK, and it was starting to be listed for 400 pounds a cigar. What? British pounds per cigar. Yeah, 400, that's $510 per cigar. That's, for, that's what was the recommended price. I started researching this after it started hitting, and I started seeing it as high as $1,150. So... This pricing is getting insane right now with Habanos uh, worldwide. And that's why think, you're seeing a lot of other companies the, start to go after higher pricing right now. I, think, they can I think that's the reason why a lot of companies are coming out with these. Yeah. I think you look at Davidoff, they say, hey, we got a cigar better than this. Like, we could sell this for $50 and, and like, really make a mark. But you got things like $1,150, these things were being listed for on secondary sites. Uh, not, not like private forums. I'm talking, like, retailers internationally right. we're doing this right so this is this is this is like a big deal was made last year when there was a, a cohiba that went for 300 dollars, the 55th anniversary this one's eclipsed it already um and this is what you're seeing right now and we're gonna see if the demand will will meet this cigar they only they made three thousand boxes of these 20 count boxes so we'll see we'll see if they meet but it's that's absolutely insane right now what we're seeing happen yes that is insanity yeah so that, that's why I would put a Habano's release in this week. That made a lot of headlines and uh, uh, for sure. So um, if anyone wants to get me one of those, just let me know. Um, I, will <laughs> really? accept samples of I will accept samples of that one. Would you smoke it? Yeah. If you got just one? Yeah, I would smoke it. I'd review it and smoke it. Yeah, I would review it. Yeah, what's it the point? Coop, when you started smoking, what was, what was an expensive cigar? $30. Like, so when okay. I started smoking, I remember when Davidoff, You're the Snake came out and it was $30. And at the time, you know, when the, that was like a cigar Rebel Nita that hit the $30 point, it was, I know Gurkha had a $100 cigar, but the, the Davidoff, You're the Snake had a much bigger release. 
that was we was wow, a cigar hitting the thirty dollar mark. Now cool. those year those other things go for over fifty. Coop, he said when you started smoking. Yeah, I mean like um, starting. I, mean, I, started well, I only started. I started in two thousand seven. That came out at the end of two thousand eleven. So probably when I still started smoking, smoking, like the green label Partaguses and the Macanudo vintages that were like twelve to fifteen bucks was like. That was expensive. Yeah, that. So I remember that. My grandfather. My grandfather used to get like once a year. He, him, and his buddy, his lawyer friend, would sit and smoke like a really expensive cigar. And when I was a kid, I remember him saying they were like fifteen dollars or or eighteen dollars for a cigar, and I like that was insane. Yeah, I mean, I remember even when we saw some. But again, David, when Davidoffs were going for like twenty dollars, when I started smoking, that was a big deal too. And now we look at huh. some $20 price points are mean now. Lots of companies. Right. Right. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. I mean, it was like the doubt of your sick was the first real expensive one that made a lot of splash. I remember. That's why I remember going back a little after I started smoking. Because back when I started smoking, I wasn't looking for the expensive cigars. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, everything was under $10 I was trying to get. So, yeah. Yeah. Before I get to the other stories, I'll, I'll report there is no STG release of the week, so it has been mm. reset back to zero. Mm. So now, so look at Paul, that. How many STG? Paul beats STG in the round. You have beat STG. You have beat STG. But now we, I guess, we restarted again, right? Yes, yes. Now we restart. The clock has restarted again. So we'll see what happens. Well so done. I was a little surprised. Well done. There was no, yep. There was no STG release of the week. Um, what else you got? Kassad, it was a light week again, but uh, so I have one other release this week, and then I have a couple of people news. Uh, Casada has shipped the Oktoberfest 2023, so that's their uh, cigar they do to pair it with a malt beverage. That goes back to way back. That series started in 2011, and that was a Terrence Riley project, people may forget. Yeah. Terrence Riley brought right. that project to the Casadas about doing a cigar to pair with beer. Um, and that's Is this the first one without him there? No, no, they've been doing it. They did they've it every. They do it every year. I think they skipped okay. one year with the pandemic, but it they do it every year. A, it used to be such a really highly sought after cigar. I was going to ask that, Paul uh, Coop. Do these like you know have steam like they used to at, uh, in any fashion? Some areas of the country, I still see them. Like in Charlotte, they're pretty popular. They've always been popular, but I've seen other ones where like they they go off the shelf fast in Charlotte, but you can go other places in the country and find it. But it has lost some steam, I think. You know, it's it's a series that's been out for twelve years now. It's hard to keep a series going that long. You know, it's over 10 years. It gets, it gets harder to do it. Um, they have uh, one fun size they're doing with it is the Salomon Press, which looks kind of like a barbell. And that's going to be available if, if you have a Casada Oktoberfest event. You'll be able to buy that. Um, it's kind of a hmm. fun size. So that's the torpedo uh, size, the Das Boot. And it's just a regular. I remember, Abe, didn't they used to do like uh, almost like mini beer kegs? They yeah. have a keg release. Like they have something called a keg release. Keg release. They had a keg it's release. called yeah. the Casada keg. Uh, they have yeah. with that, uh, and they're like in the wood, kind of a wood keg barrel. And that was yeah. another Terrence. I remember those he did that on the shelf. He did that. He did that for Irish Stout. Was kind of what he did. That was kind of another Terrence project that they did. Um, we had we had an Oktoberfest yeah. in the micro blend. The, the, the Dunkel was yeah. They, was oh, the up Dunkel, there. The one Barley. of my favorites. Yeah, the Dunkel was, was a great one. I had the little Connecticut. It looked the, like a uncle beer, dark with a you know yep. light head. But it had the little, it had the little footer, which had the mm -hmm. light, the lighter footer, yeah. which was kind of yeah. like the froth of the beer. Yeah, uh, like very, a very good yeah. release. I was surprised yeah. it never went national. Believe it or not, I thought they did a great job with that one. Dunkel was good. Yep. 
so right. we have that well, happening yeah. that's shipping so you should start seeing those yeah. um alan rubin loves this story so i gotta tell Spoken it like a true wisconsinite yeah <laughs> yeah i got an alan rubin story i guess i'm putting this one for alan but it is a big story uh Tobacco USA, which is the parent company of Altidus, JR Cigar, and Casa de Monte Cristo, they've made some executive changes. They're starting to shift some folks around. So um, Brad uh, Winstead, I think people most know, he was heading up Casa de Monte Cristo, which is the retail uh, ch chain under uh, Tobacco USA. He's moving over to take over JR Cigar. So that's kind of a big you know, it's, really, it's really funny because that's kind of like been a pattern now a couple of times for them. Um, yeah, uh, Rob Madison was head of the retail division, got moved to JR Cigars. Yep, and then and he got moved to Altus, and he moved to Altus for a while too. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and then now, uh, he, he's moving, and Brad's done a great job. It, I wish him the best of success. I, I hate seeing him go, but you know, I have but more interaction start... with him as a fellow Cassidy Monte Cristo store than I will now as him running JR's. Yeah, it will be interesting to see his perspective on the whole JR thing as well that's a you know now he's going to e-commerce jr's piece is the e-commerce arm of tobacco or right. usa so i'm curious to see what he'll bring to that the head of jr who is david moreau he's moved over to head up altidus right now um so a lot of people ask me about rafael nodal he he reports at the tobacco or usa level he runs product capability across all tobacco or usa so he's at a different level it's not that he runs altidus he is kind of like oversees all the blends and products for all three of those divisions because the cigars that they make for JR and the cigars they make for Casa Monte Cristo. So, so a few people are asking me about that. I don't think this affects Raphael as far as that goes. Yep. There's a guy who worked with Brad too. Yep. yep. Uh, they have a, a woman by the name of Sherry Siminski. She's a retail director at Casa Monte Cristo. She's going to be taking over as the interim head of Casa Monte Cristo for now. So I guess they're going to see if she fits into that role or not going long term. So I don't think it affects the end consumer as much as, you know, it is a big part of the business. These are big changes that happen. Yeah. A lot of internal shifts, it seems like. Everybody yep. kind of. Yep. That's a, yeah. The, the, but those are all three divisions have new heads now under Tobacco or USA, which is interesting. Interesting. Hmm. All right. I'm a root beer fan. I never heard of this one. So now I got to hunt this one down. Sprecher? Sprecher. Never heard of it. I got those going up. Yeah, Let's me too. I like so, it. Yeah. Yeah. I might try it if it's good. Oh, I've seen. I mean, bottles, just looking yeah. at the bottle, it looks good. Yeah, I've seen these bottles around. I have. Yeah. I don't remember a hat. All right. What else you got going on, Coop? Um, last piece of news. Um, it's a personnel move as well. Uh, Garrett Robinson, who we know, good friend of ours, uh, who is the vice president of sales at Don Doroteo. He is no longer the vice president of sales at Don Doroteo. He announced that yesterday that he uh, has departed that or they have parted ways let's just say um so um sad to see garrett go in that role i like garrett a lot um but it sounds like garrett may be doing things outside the cigar industry now from his post sound like he's yes. going back into it for now yes so well, that's what he did before right yeah yeah i don't think yeah, garrett's okay. starting a brand new career at this point but you know good it's luck tough to i mean it's tough to get into the cigar industry so he had a broker house for a while yeah so uh we we uh i wish garrett the best on that and he'll still always be a friend absolutely absolutely yeah absolutely yeah but uh it was like i said that was it. it's a light week in the world of cigar news cool cool so Dave, you're up yeah i know 
So you you know why <laughs> you know why Amazon always wins? Why? Because I got Spreadshirt root beer coming to my house. Yeah, tomorrow. I see it. Yeah. <laughs> Already tomorrow. <laughs> That's why fucking Amazon wins. Fire brewed root beer. I didn't so, have to go to Target on my way home. I don't gotta figure out which store my neighborhood fucking carries it. How do you fucking compete with that? They it's have ridiculous. a lot of no. different sodas too. I'm looking at it too. They have other. No, sodas. I got me a cream soda, an orange dream, and yeah. uh, root beer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I should get it. We should all I, get it. We so should get we it. Can, and, uh, and, uh, yeah, we should it. do it. I think it's a good idea. Spe- speaking of which, with these craft things, um, so if you remember, we kind of did a tasting um, previously with the hers potato chips. We sent everybody yes. some. So th- they came out with two more recently, and I happened to find them at Wild Wild. One was uh, uh, John's roast pork sandwich, and the other one was Korean bar- barbecue. And they were both fucking awful. I'm just going to be honest. And I ate, <laughs> try, I didn't even buy. Oh, that's sad. That's sad with yeah. John's Rose Park name on it. It, it. it it tasted like they just created like a bouillon powder and a dry, <sighs> I just dumped it in the bag. I mean, Abe tried, but we tried. I didn't, I said it, it's not even Listen, worth. I don't want to. Sometimes I just get really hungry during the day because I won't stop and eat. And I went back there. Yeah. I went back there. Sometimes I got food left over or something. It's, that bag was there for a week. I you think know. I still be there. Yeah, you know the shit sucks when the food, <laughs> when like, the bag you know, and Mike sitting in. If anything in my house lasted more than two days, that means nobody liked it. Right, right, right. But there it is. It's still, it's still, they won't even eat it. Uh, no, that, that is yeah. really sad because you know yeah, I had high John's hopes, Ro- man. I had John's Rose Pork is actually an iconic cheesesteak place in Philadelphia. Iconic, iconic, and and you know they have a pork pork sandwich as well, but people go there primarily for the cheesesteak though. It's been ranked. In the number one or number one and number two on most surveys. Yes. That's sad to hear that, really. Yeah. I mean, John's Roast Pork is the type of place that they don't really even have a closing time. Like, you may get there at 3 o'clock and they're closed because they're out of bread for the day. See you later. So Sorry, yeah. it's over. You know, that's I, how. I sent the dojo guys there, and they they make it a staple now to go there. I mean, I was telling okay. them, I said, go there. If you don't like it, I'll refund your money. I said, I'll refund the money that you went to get there, and they love that place. Of course. And been, I offered Terrence the same deal, too, by the way. He didn't take it. <laughs> so That Sprecher root beer, that's or Sprecher, Sprecher, whatever it is, that's $40 for a 12-pack. No. Oh, for a 12-pack. That's expensive. That's expensive. Pack. No? Yeah, yeah, yeah like no. $3, $3 it, it, a bottle. That's not it, it terrible. Was, yeah, yeah, it's not it terrible. Bucks for you a pay two fifty dollars in a friggin' yeah, uh, Circle K for a root beer. That's $3 not terrible. A bottle of root beer. I don't know if I get the 12 pack, but yeah, maybe I'll. I ordered a four pack. Give it a try. For like, what? It, for you got the one that's like 18 bucks or 17 bucks, 16, something like that? 16. 16. Okay. Ah. Yeah, they the uh, cherry cola. To... I'm kind of curious about this. is a good find. Just cancel that. Cancel the Disney Plus and get the root beer. All right. <laughs> <laughs> one less trip to, for, for the one less trip to Disney will get you that root beer. <laughs> Trying no, to, maybe trying to uh, trying to budget Disney here ticket for the first time. All right, I got another kid on the way. We all know. Yeah. All right, it's that time. We are at the ha- this this uh, is the halfway mark, right? Number six. Number it's six. That time. Alex, you got mine, right? I'm sorry, I sent that late. I got it. Uh, it's okay. I, I got it. Okay, good. I, I apologize. It. I should. I brain farted on that. Yeah. It's time for tail of the teeth tape tape tail of tape. Badass, top 10 badass tough guys. Let's run it.
All right. So I don't it know. It is loud. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if you guys on. have looked, but I just pulled it up on our Facebook page. Our our fucking, uh, you know, cons- fan survey. So Peg, Peg Leg Pete, Peg Leg Pete <laughs> yeah. came in last. He's still got some votes. votes. He's three votes. Got some votes. And you're one of them, so three <laughs> votes. I want to know the other two what voted for Peg Leg Pete were. It was, tell him. It, you can look. It's Mike Pfeiffer and Greg Lechner. All right. I know right. Mike. Mike and Greg. I, shockingly, Ray Donovan is third with 29 votes, 28%. He was in first for a while, though. Billy the Butcher was in first for most of the week. 35 votes, 33%. And fucking Arya Oh, Stark. there was a turn because last time I yeah, this is uh, yeah. listen, man. At this point, Abe sycophants are going to vote for whoever Abe. My that sycophants. Is, that's what I saw. Yeah, <laughs> <That> is, <laughs> and then Abe could have Peg like Pete. Would have won. Oh, all right, Abe could have had Peg like Pete. The, won. the last time I looked, though, they were all pretty much in sync. I mean, there's only three votes between the three of them. No, they are most. They're they're tight. They're, yeah, that, that was a really but, tight one. There was yeah, only so like two whatever two people votes voted for a girl for the top tough guy. Good job. Yeah, nice. We'll see. We'll see how you think of my pick this week, then. Yeah, <laughs> All right, Paul, take it away. Who's your pick? All right, it was. Oh God. Uh, listen, Captain this is a guy that uh, stands for uh, everything he believes in. He never backs down. Uh, believes is a toy up until uh, about three quarters of the way through the movie. Uh, of course, I'm talking about the infamous Buzz Lightyear, one of my childhood uh, heroes. <laughs> Just waiting on the button. Uh, but that's that's my number six, man. He's he's tough. Buzz he's strong. Lightyear. He believes in what he believes. I mean, we're big Buzz I, fans in this house. Look, I got a box uh, cool. full of Buzz. Lightyear. I know we heard you yelling about Buzz Lightyear in in the intro. <laughs> Something, but I, I don't know. I I feel like. Uh, if I had to, if I had to do Disney, I, I feel like you know, I don't know. I think I'm taking Peg Leg Pete over Buzz. I was gonna say that. I was gonna yeah, say you know, Pete. I mean, if I was forced in a corner, I'm taking Peg Leg Pete over Buzz. <laughs> Matter All right, I'll take subjective. I'll take I'll take it away here. So my number six pick is uh, I know a favorite of Abe's, uh, Vic Mackey from the Shields. Fuck yeah, you know, badass, badass. Cop, crooked, corrupt cop, but a guy that all the street guys fear, you know, as crooked as he was, willing willing to, um, you know, willing to go to any lengths. But he viewed it as a means to an end. This is not the Cigar Insane Asylum, Paul, but thank you. Um, Oops. Good job there. Um, you know, Vic, Vic was just, again, you know, the guys on the street feared him. He was willing to go to no lengths. He had a weird you know, sense of, you know, he was doing it as a means to an end. But, you know, the other thing about Vic was his, you know, kind of almost Machiavellian way to be able to get out of, you know, all the investigations that he was under. Constant. Well. Constant. Constantly. Constant investigations. So Constant. Vic Mackey. He was not under the radar. Everybody knew he was crooked right. and still getting away right. with it. And I'm going to tell you something, still, without a doubt, probably in my opinion, one of the best series of all time. I've without never watched it. I one agree. Of the, and it was and it was groundbreaking. The, groundbreaking. Yes, that's what I was going to say. It was groundbreaking. Dark, yes. In its time, just for yeah. how far they were going on normal television. 
Um, but seriously, and I'm always, always a fan of when a writer can make technically a bad character. I mean, this guy's yeah. not a good guy. Yeah, he's a yeah. father. Yeah, he does no, good but things. He, yeah, he was a bad guy. He was but a bad you, guy. There's no universe which you see Vic Matt. And yet he's still you're still able to make the fans root for him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is always my favorite type of characters, man. That, that is just some good fucking writing there. How, that's a great choice. If that doesn't win this week, I'll be fucking shocked. All right, take it away, Abe. Um. So, <laughs> <laughs> listen. I thought I last week. Pick. I thought last week was the week I was gonna lose. You know, lose oh. a lot of the support. I mean, look. This one, in my opinion, is better than the last one, but it's still a female. It's my it's it's, it's my second badass bitch in the top ten, Beatrice Kiddo. I mean, badass bitch, man, buried alive. I, I, I agree with this one. That's that's true. Yeah, man, she comes back from from being buried alive, exacts revenge on all the people who plotted against her. Man, this is a badass bitch pulling people's eyeballs out with one hand. You know, Beatrice Kiddo. She had to be in the top ten somewhere, so she lands at my number six. That was a good one. Okay, I think that's a good one. She's yeah. missing criteria, but all right. What a nutsack! Yeah, I don't think that was ever really part of the criteria. I mean, it's in the fucking name, Abe. Well, tough guy tough is like guy. an expression phrase. I didn't, you know, I don't think it necessarily had to be male, you know. All right, Coop, what do you got? All right, so I, I mentioned this, I think, on in our... She would qualify, chat. Dan. She would qualify. She would qualify. All right. Ahead, I Coop. mentioned this, I mentioned this. I think, in when we were talking on Thursday. This might have been in my top three. I kind of put it a little down because I'm not sure as many people know this character. Colin Bohannon uh, from Hell on Wheels. Uh, he was a Confederate soldier and a slave owner uh, from the South. And he comes home to find that the Union soldiers had slaughtered his wife and daughter. And he decides to go after these guys um, who did it, who were working on the Transcontinental Railroad. So he goes out to the Transcontinental Railroad to get revenge on these guys. Now, some of the revenge stuff starts to change a bit um, as as the show goes on and moves away from that. Uh, but he was one badass tough guy. Like when when uh, Bohannon came onto the scene, you know, there was there was fear. I mean, people just, you know, he was a tough guy for sure. I had I, I nothing about this reference. Yeah, I'm not. So this, is my favorite show. this is the first one that I don't know who the character is. Now, I'm waiting for Coop. Coop's, Coop's top yeah. three are going to be just, I'm going to name it now. One of Coop's top three is going to be a John Wayne character like, like McClintock. Like he's going to go old now. Like he's going to go into like the 50s yeah. and 60s. Uh, I guarantee it. Yeah. So, you need to watch Hell on Wheels. You need to watch that show. But what's so really, good that show. What's really funny is even though I don't watch shows, I'm still up to like stuff. Like I I know about shows I don't watch. I don't even know that show. What is that show on? It 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 was on AMC. It's all it ran its course. It runs on like from 2011 to 16 or something like that. Oh, I don't uh, know. It, it's you a know, really it's, good show. Historically, it's very accurate too. A lot because they cover a lot about the Transcontinental Railroad. Ulysses uh, S. Grant plays a prominent role in this show. They do the Golden Spike. They do the whole thing about building trains uh, with the Chinese immigrants and stuff. It's really, really well done. See, this is this is where I I, I got in a pickle because I I made a post this week. I, I got into the series Warrior, right? 
which I yeah. found out was actually a, a, a treatment that Bruce Lee had written that never got played because Hollywood didn't think a oh, Chinaman yeah. would be good in a starring role. And then actually, then he got screwed. They made Kung Fu with James Carradine. And this thing got buried. His daughter finds it a few years ago and goes to the Fast and Furious producer. So I started watching this because I've always been an enamor of Bruce Lee. And um, there's an Irish guy on this. Man, I, I, I would like... I would like totally readjust my top 10 to include this guy. He's a badass motherfucker in this show, but nobody would know him. Yeah. Nobody would know him. Does it count? Nobody yeah. would know him. Yeah. I mean, that was the problem, but I think Gary Brooks started watching the show. So Gary, let me know what you think. Yeah. But there's our the question marks there. Yeah. That was because. Like, yeah. Coop's got it. Got into me late. I couldn't get him up. Uh, that was my there fault. Yep. That's so right. we'll get it. We'll so, get it Coop, next Coop, time. Coop, Coop. So I can get your, so I can get your, uh, Oh yeah, put it on the poll. What's what's his name again? Cullen C U L L E N yes. Bohannon B O H A N N O N. Yes. All right, got it. From how I don't think he'll win this week, but he is out. a tough guy, man. If you've seen that show, you know he's tough, this guy. Mitch, if you're a fan of Bruce Lee, watch this show Warrior. It's on HBO. Yeah. It's actually freaking really good. And if you I, haven't I, seen I, Helen Wheels, watch it. It's a good it's yeah, a I'm gonna check that out. I think you would I'm gonna put it on my list. I'm gonna put yeah. it on my list. I always it's on demand. Yeah. I always you know, I, I got these series I watch, and then you hit that two or three week period where you've watched everything that you like and nothing that you like is coming out. So you have to right, find right. some new series. That's how I got in Warrior. You gotta find some new series to fill in the time. So yeah. there's I'll that. be third this week. I'll be third this week. I just want to beat out Buzz Lightyear. So you may not beat Buzz Light. You may not beat Buzz Lightyear this this, if this anyone, week. Come on. You just look at the picture. How can you vote for a guy you don't know? All right, that's the problem. Which, but I think people have seen, there's people who've seen that show. It was it you know it had its following. Paul may have yeah, yeah, Mitchell said he watched it. Yeah. It's now, it's a great now, show. Listen, Mitchell watched it, Paul watched it. All he needs is two more people that have watched it, and Paul will not. Now he'll still remember. <laughs> I've never watched it. I've never All watched it. Two more people have watched it. Oh, All right, time to show. conclude this week's episode in our normal fashion. Nice segment brought to you by the fine folks over at Gurkha Cigars. It's time to find out. Would you rather? Would you rather? All right. So let me set the scene again quickly. Um, it's coming into the NFL football season. You are the head coach of choose whatever team you like. You're the head coach, and it is the last full team meeting, and you are bringing in a motivational speaker to speak to your team. Who would you rather have speaking to your team and giving a motivational speech? Is it Steve Saka or Matt Booth? Oh, <laughs> shit. I, I mean, do you want your team demoralized or you want them confused? What, what are you going? For? <laughs> yeah, I'm, <laughs> I think that Matt, I think that Matt would be a more positive influence, honestly. Although it's Steve's the problem is, is the end of a Matt Booth. They both have military. They both have military. They want to go to a local strip club before they want to play the game. Yeah, and, and then you got to remember now. You're talking about a bunch of football players who might be in a towel. Who's in a, you know Matt Booth may get real weird. 
Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Room, talking to the guys, snipping <laughs> towels, asking to see their nuts of yours, and yeah, right, around. right, right. Yeah, I mean it's yeah. And then and, you got stop. You're right. I can see that you guys fucking suck. What are you gonna do? What, what this shit sucks. Who's your pick? Navy, Navy man, who, but no, you know, who knows comes how out to, less to... damaged. I think they come out less damaged with Sokka. That's that's fair. Yeah, that is fair. You may be overly critical enough to at least cause some motivation. I right. think Matt Boost Beach would just leave them most lost. <laughs> <laughs> like what just happened here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I can see Steve going. I can see Steve go. And I'm picking Steve. You know, uh, I was at Drew Estate, and they were like romper room here. But we still had, like, kick-ass cigars that were, uh, yes. like, selling like crazy. And you guys could do it. You know, you, you guys suck, but you guys could do it as well. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm going boofy, man. I think oh, you're going I think that Matt could bring energy to it, at least. And I think that's what, that's what you need is that energy. It's going to be weird as hell. You're right. Those guys are going to be walking out of that meeting like, what the fuck just happened? Like, feeling that they might need therapy but i, I don't know i feel like this uh, is this is a definitive a positive right here <laughs> yeah you're right I, that's great yeah. keith that's what i'm thinking yeah exactly they're gonna get motivated just they have no sure idea what happened what right. yeah did you pick know. alex um this is a tough one uh, i'm probably i'm probably going matt booth just because i think they can get over the fusion faster than they can get over getting demoralized by Steve Saka. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. They're going to be out leaving that meeting with Steve Saka, like really feeling down on themselves. I don't need anyone to say happy birthday to me, by the way. You know, yeah, yeah. I, yeah I can see him saying that. Yeah. Oh, man. So, uh, everybody in on three. Right, right. Yeah, team. Right. Let's go. Team, I got to go. <laughs> and this one will pop. I hate oh, this. I hate giving. Yeah, go team. Get I don't know, but I ordered here. these footballs eight months ago, and they're still they're not so here. goddamn expensive. <laughs> and you guys don't even appreciate. <laughs> All right, everyone. We hope uh, you enjoyed spending your Saturday mornings with us, and you had some fun. As always, have a great weekend. Follow us on Facebook now, Twitter. Follow us on uh, Instagram. Join us on Smoke In Social. Check it out. It's our private Facebook group um, on Facebook, Smoke In Social. And uh, until next week, everybody, from all of us to all of you, keep it lit. <laughs>